Good evening, everybody. We are the crew. We are back with kicking with the crew. Everybody is here tonight. We got a full house for the last mock draft of this offseason with the draft coming up next week. Hope everybody's excited. How's everybody What's doing tonight? Everybody doing good. Got a bottle of soju halfway go. done, so I'm halfway good. Oh goodness. Don't turn into me like last week, all right? <laughs> Oh my God, take but, a lot uh, of alcohol for that. Yeah, it feels like this. Uh, feels like this draft process has flown by. Usually, I feel like we're waiting, waiting, waiting. But I feel like this year, dude, it's like it's come by. Pre- yeah, it snuck up on us. I mean, we we've had yeah, plenty of time to fill going over the same couple quarterbacks, the same couple prospects. So it I has flown by a little bit. A few too many episodes. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like it's been slow and taking forever for me. Yeah, it's, it's thanks to DeMarco that it flew by because he said he's pumping out the content for us. Hey, man, I try. I try. Shout out, Chad. Ashley, welcome. Welcome, as always. Yeah. Chad's always the first one in here. That man that man put a comment on YouTube about 15 minutes ago. Ready to go, man. Chad, we appreciate you, man. You're always like you, – you have a standing appointment here, and I love it. That's Chad facts. is my dog. He stay on top of it. Facts. Facts. Man. I hope that other guy comes in here tonight. <laughs> so real quick. Doubt it. So real quick, I don't know if uh, you guys have all seen. I mean, obviously, I'm guessing that we all have seen Chris Ballard's presser, right? Which and, one? Uh, he did like uh, five this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know he, he did one with J.J. Stankovitz and Matt Taylor on the Colts podcast. I said that to you guys. Um, and then I'm talking about the one that was um, yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Shane uh, Steichen was on the Pat McAfee show. What were you guys' thoughts on their uh, comments and, and those um, pressers? The fir- my first thought with Shane on the Pat McAfee show is that I actually like the fact that he was on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was my first thought about that. It was just because I don't think I'd ever seen Frank actually go on the Pat McAfee show. I just think it mm-hmm. kind of shows that Shane is a little more loose, a little more laid back than Frank was. So that I, I mean, that. even just not listening to Shane, just knowing that he was on that show, I don't think you know. I don't think um, Reich had the vocabulary to be on. <laughs> that show. He, yeah, he right. can only say one percent better so many times, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but what I'll say is, like, I kind of think that Indy, the Colts in general, they 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 employ like their leadership to keep everything really close to the vest, like. Steichen gave very ballad-like answers on Pat McAfee, like very professional. Like you could tell the guys had like a lot of training, like public speaking. Um, like any saw that with Frank too. So it being honest with you, it kind of got annoying after a little bit. Like it was a little hard at points because we all want to ask everybody the exact same questions and we know we're gonna get out of everybody. Not that it's gonna be any different anywhere else, but especially the Ballard side of things, I was just like, Can we just get to the draft? Goodness right. gracious. I do. Right. And I do. We yeah, we know right. this type of this time of year. My bad. We we know this time yeah. of year. Like every GM, every coach, they're playing things very close to the vest. They're trying not to release any information. So I, I can understand that, and I do appreciate the professionalism from our guys. But it was cool to see uh, Shane on, on Pat McAfee's show, just because like Pat's show has become such a local thing. Like it's probably it's probably the biggest media thing going on is, in bro. at least India, if not the whole Midwest, right? So uh, it, it was cool to see him a little bit of a feel for him. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to make a take and say that uh, I think we learned more from the uh, with the next pick episode 
than we did from their pressures. Yes, than we did from their pressures. I will agree with that. There were a few things that I noticed when they were talking, and and I enjoy the 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 uh the with the the with the next pick. I enjoy that. Um, that this is my one of my favorite times of the year. I love closer to the draft, not necessarily as a fan waiting, but I like to see the process. I like to see what they go through, and like. There were a few things that caught my eye just from that episode. One, there was a quarterback that they, they really did not like. There was a top quarterback that they really did not like. Where did you and get that vibe? I heard that too. I got the vibe when they said he looked his 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 uh what was it his charisma or he looked like he was moving nonchalant onto the I don't, field. I don't think that was him. It's his body. I mean, no, I, mean I, think I think that was, was the Carter. I think that was the Carter workout. I think that was the Carter workout okay. too, because they were like he, they said he doesn't look like he's going to be here today. Yeah. Like yeah. That, look at that, that didn't matter to him is what they said. And I was I thought back just like you did, Matt, immediately to the quarterbacks. And because I've watched instantly thought Will Levis because that was my thoughts on Levis. You think so? Like, none of them looked like that. I felt like all of them had like somewhat, all of them had somewhat type of composure. So I really think it I had. Thought, to have been. I thought Will Levis at the combine because this is when they were at the combine when they were saying these things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what? You're right. Yeah, because they're in the stadium. That's, that, yeah, that's why I thought because they all were there. Yo, when what's they were up, going to pro days, yeah. When they were going to pro days, it was they went to their specific areas. Right. You know, Morocco was down in Florida. Uh, old boy was up in Ohio. He also went to Kentucky. You know, so mm-hmm. at the pro day, it was all of them. They all were sitting there together. And they said, you know, they didn't like the way he was walking on the field. He didn't look like he had a sense of urgency. And that's what I, I think I came on when I said I watched – Will Levis at the combine, and that's what I said about Will Levis. I was like, this guy just doesn't have any oomph to him today, like that I day think, specifically. Yeah, I think Richardson was who they were talking about a lot in there, like in a good way. In a good way, I felt like all the points they were making were about Anthony Richardson, dude. That was my like all the like that dude's moving. That dude got that ball out hot. I was like, they have to be talking about Richardson, in my opinion. Now, um, the other thing I took from that episode was they were clearly looking at a running back. That is interesting. It's the kid from Kentucky. They were looking at somebody from a running back and because they were like the way he was able to move, the way he was able to move without, uh, with everyone knowing he was getting the ball. Yeah. I think that was, um, I think that was about uh, um, Damon's guy, Jamar Gibbs. Right. I mean, yeah, that statement doesn't make me believe it's Rodriguez because that wasn't really, no, I think uh, I, I personally think it was Gibbs because Gibbs is one of those guys where if you go back and you watch Alabama's tape and their offense, you can kind of tell from their offense when they're going to pass and when they're going to run. And when Alabama played a lot of times, they would run the ball with Jamar Gibbs and you still couldn't stop it. You know he's getting the ball and you still couldn't stop it. Tell me yeah, if I'm well, wrong, Zach. I know you no, watched a lot of tape no. there, but it was just no. one of those things where you watch this guy and you know he's going to get the ball. You're still my, cons- my concern with Gibbs is he doesn't run between the tackles because he's little. Um, and also, usually when he was on the field, Alabama passed it to him. Like, he was getting it either quick out on the sidelines or mm-hmm. in out in the route. And then also, he was out there on pass protection. And Jamar, Kibbs, Jamar Gibbs, is it Kibbs or Gibbs? Gibbs. Gibbs. Gibbs, Gibbs with a G, yeah. Yeah, the dude, he can't pass block. He has terrible t- technique. So, like, in my opinion, if he is the back they want, he's Naheem Hines. Yeah, and man, I worry I, I that. Think that's, I think that's. I worry I, I, that. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish up. 
I, I just worry that, that if you go and get a back like that, I don't want to waste high draft capital on a running back. Brother, a diamond I agree. doesn't. Like, I agree. You, can get one, you can get one undrafted. Besides, so I, think, I think what you're saying is totally fair about his size-wise and how he runs, but the thing that I would say is we've already had Hines, and we know what he can do for one. For two, look at the running backs that Steichen just worked with in Philly. They're all True. small. And none of them can really pass block. So this is something that they're very familiar with already. My biggest gripe with Hines was he was underutilized. Frank didn't use him enough. Or or utilized incorrectly. Right. There you so go. if you're going if there you're you going go. to go get another back like Naheem Hines, he is essentially a feature back. You're gonna run a two back system in today's NFL. Three receivers, right. two receivers, a tight end, and two backs because what JT offers you and being able to hit the home run threat in between the tackles, really being a three down back, a guy like Gibbs offers you in the passing game, in the option game, in the in the quick game, essentially. And my whole thing is if you're going to draft a running back high, he essentially either becomes the feature back or you use him in the slot out wide. He's a major cog in the offense. And personally, I think it's a luxury pick. Like Trev said in our group chat earlier, drafting a running back to me this year, luxury pick. We're loaded. Moss, Jackson, JT. We don't need another running back. Right. I agree, Jordan. I would David and I had this conversation. David and I had this conversation earlier. And and I'll let you answer this too, David. But I I kind of share the same opinion that it's it's a luxury pick at 35 just because we have – Massive hole is a CB, right? And, and this is, in my opinion, it's a cornerback deep draft. Like, there's a lot of good cornerbacks available where you can get maybe a top guy, starting guy day one at 35. That's that's kind of my argument against it. Also, I, I like a couple of these uh, these guards that will be available there. So my, my whole thing is just I'm totally down to get a running back that can fill out that Heinz role because I'm not sure if Dion or uh, Moss are capable of doing the same things that Heinz did, at least in the passing game. But I don't want to spend thirty-five pick on that. But I know Damon had a, a counterpoint as well. I just hate missing out on start talent like that. Um, and I think a lot of it depends situationally what we look at at thirty-five, like who's on the board. Um, but I kind of date back a couple years ago, whenever we thought that we were just fine at running back with Marlon Mack, JT, and sure. Hines. And midway through the season, we were like. Ooh, okay. We're 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 starting to get a little thin here because I think JT got banged up that year, right? Um, early in the season, he came back late in the season, like end up obviously taking off, and that's whenever we kind of we kind of realized he was like our superstar. Uh, Marlon Mack blew his ACL out, and then Naheem Hines was a little bit banged up too. It's just so easy. This like in in today's league, I feel like you go through backs, and not getting too much into our position group. I'm, I'm not going to completely say that our our B and C back are like you know, kind of bail us out of jail or nothing like that. But I just think if a guy like Gibbs is available, that explosive, a superstar player in college is available at 35 and we're able to find someone, maybe quality corner after that, I go him. EPA. I, will, so I will say this. I will say this. When it comes to running back, I do think if JT goes down, Zach and Moss together, or Moss and uh, Deion Jackson together, they'll hold it together because they did last year. Our running game didn't really – come too far off course i mean it wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't jt flashy yeah Mm -hmm. but it was all right productive but it It was was good absolutely right 
And, what and that's why I had what um just like me and Zach were talking about with Damon and Matt's you guys' mock drafts that you had got you guys that did. That was the main concern for me and Zach when we would say, like, Matt, you had Dalton Kincaid, the tight end. We love the tight end, but we're like, damn, guard the luxury pick. really good. Same thing yeah. with Damon. Like I said, yeah, I thought your draft was fucking killer. Like yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a really yeah. good draft. And I just thought Jamar Gibbs at that that pick was just like a kind of like like this is just adding to your weapons almost like if you got a loaded offense and you just throw one more in there just because it's Philadelphia, yeah. And so, and Jordan Jordan's got so, my back. Right. Jordan's got yeah. my back. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's just like no, no, no. I mean, I think you guys really made good points making those picks because just like like Ballard said in his presser, I know he didn't get full answers to stuff, but like he said, hey, we may have needs, but if there's a guy there that's an elite talent that that you can't is pass the best up. player there, you can't just yeah. pass him up because it's not like you're gonna find either him or another talented guy later on. So sure. both of you guys making those picks, like I said, I wouldn't be mad at having those guys. My only thing would be like damn, could have got a cornerback there, or boom, could have got a guard there. But I truly right. wouldn't be mad at those picks being made there. I, in my opinion, I wouldn't. I, I'm with yeah, you. I'm, I'm with that too, man. I'm with you 100%. It was, just, it was just the moment of the draft. Kincaid was one of the guys I did do a scout on. I did watch. I did study up on. Not because we necessarily needed tight ends. I kind of just liked his name, and I was like, you know what? I'm you actually think he's the best tight end in the draft? No, he's the, the second. I think he's the second or third best tight end in the draft. I really because I got I really that kid know, from Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I, Michael Michael Mayer is far and away the best tight end in the draft, but he's going to go. That kid from Notre Dame's a stud. Mm, I don't know, you but you guys, got Dalton Kincaid guys, out there going guys, to two. I don't know. I think game. I think it really could be three tight ends that are really that elite, and that's a uh, dude from Georgia, Dalton Kincaid, Darnell and, Washington. Uh, no, not Darnell. The the guy that started over him. Oh, he Brock, didn't come Bowers? Bowers, yeah. I think Bowers is the most complete of all three of those tight ends. He may not right. be the elite receiver, but I think he's the most complete. He can pass block. He can go get the ball. He's Kittle. So, exactly. So, I think you – there. like, I mean, Bowers said that too. He said this is a really deep tight end draft. So, I don't know if we'll end up picking tight end, but I definitely – it would be tough for me to sit there and rank all three of those guys when – it depends right. on your your team, the way you're going to look. And the fact that we haven't seen Steichen's offense with us yet, we don't know who's going to be featured, right. what this offense is going to look like, how run priority uh, oriented we're going to be or pass. So it's just like can it's I, pick your poison on which one you want. And Jordan makes a great I, comment here. He says Kincaid is equals Kelsey. And I think yeah. right there, if you're going to be a, a passing offense, get your guy. Like it's, it's pretty much who who do you prefer? Right. Like, what do you Who fits your scheme, too? Yeah, exactly. it's all schematic at this point. Exactly. exactly. So once, you, once, you, once, we, once, we take, once we take the number four pick, once we take – if it's quarterback, right? Because like we said before, all four quarterbacks are a different archetype. So if we take – whichever quarterback we take, we'll dictate dictates the rest of the draft. It, it, Shane, Shane and Chris are going to be on the phone that night, and they're going to be talking about, okay, well, now this is how we're going to move forward because this is now what my scheme is going to be like. Absolutely, and that's why he said the cement's not dry. Nobody knows what's going to happen, so whoever's putting out all these rumors, nobody knows how the draft is going to go except for the Carolina Panthers. They are the only team that dictates what will happen after number one. Right. Zach, go ahead. Can I I answer answer Jordan Jordan Kim's question? I can't stand Jalen Hyatt. Here's why. Hard enough. For me, me, it's not he's a bad receiver, but I want to know how he's deep threat when he runs a 4-5. 
that's not deep threat speed. But it's the scheme he's in. He plays in super wide splits, and every route he runs is like a slant or a Fight. choice route. So oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> so while it's a very <laughs> for me, it's a very hard eval because when you draft a guy like Hyatt, he's immensely talented. But how much of that of his talent is because of the scheme he's in that essentially yeah. that offense that is so unique to Tennessee and Baylor and Art Bryles and high pole and, and Hendon Hooker's arm. Right. And Hendon Hooker, who honestly I believe is the best natural thrower of the football in the draft. See, I don't 100%, 100% so, agree. To me, to sit here and say Jalen Hyatt is a guy, if we got him at 35, I would be pissed. To answer your question, yes. I'm See, pissed. I, because In my opinion there. I don't think I he's the best named. receiver at all. No. Yeah, I was named. Me personally, I don't care about none of those receivers, man. I love this guy, Tank Dale. I think you get the Houston. most. I think he's absolutely <laughs> explosive. Him or Zay Flowers, man. I think the way those guys run. I mean, in my opinion, if you take a guy like um, uh, Johnson out of TCU, or you take Hyatt, we're just pretty much adding another Alec Pierce or Michael Pittman. Guys, it, it, yep. I mean, like it's just a big body receiver who ha- who has some speed. Um, they're not shifty guys that you can put it to. I do like that we added Isaiah McKenzie, but I think either yeah. one of those guys, Tank Dale or Zay Flowers, if we can get one of those guys, that would be my preference because those guys I feel like can be more explosive out of the slot. Give us some of that. Um, the the like uh, I don't know if any of you guys remember Trent Sherfield in in Miami. He wasn't their number one, yep. but he was a guy that can play in the middle, play that slot, get open. He has some speed to take at the distance. Um, I think that's more what our offense need, regardless of quarterback that we get, because I feel like we already have the big body deep threat receivers, regardless of Pittman speed or not. He can still go high point the ball and get over some guys. And then Alec Pierce obviously has that speed, the same type of speed as Jonathan Taylor that we done seen him burn past plenty of people. If so um, I, don't, I don't really see Hyatt uh, as, as a Indianapolis gets Zay Flowers. He's my opinion is the true X receiver they miss. And, the, and you essentially make, Pittman Jr. wide receiver two, and you make uh, Pierce wide receiver three. Because well, in, that's my my opinion, hot... in my opinion, Zay Flowers is arguably the best receiver in this draft class. Hands. I'll take He's a hot there, take. Man. I'll take a hot take on that. I don't think Pierce goes to wide receiver three. Yeah, because if you if you look at it across the board, because all right, so let's step away from the numbers, right? Because right. everybody wants to put a number on it. When it comes to one, two, and three, it's typically you... a letter. It's X Y Z, right? Yeah, if you're going so X, you, if you're going X Y Z, it's if you take Zay Flowers, it's going to be Zay is X. Michael right. Pittman Jr. becomes Y. You're going to keep Pierce on the outside. He's going to be your Z. So you think? Yeah, Pierce I think. Is I, I think Pierce stays on the outside. I think regardless of whether you number it, I think Alec Pierce would be number two if you're going to number it that way. And I think he'd be yeah. our Y if you do it the other way. So. If you if you do, yeah, yeah. Who Pierce so, be Y? Yeah. You think yeah. Pierce is going to go to the inside? To the slot? Yeah, I don't. I think he's a fast like player. Too big. I know. No, I think he's, he's. I think he's taller, and you need him on the. I, he's taller. He's bigger. He's I, stronger. Yeah, I prefer him on the outside. I prefer him on the Me outside. Too. MPJ is a better route runner. You need him. I. You yeah, can I love the slot. Pittman in the middle of the field, man. Yes. So yes. my thing, my thing with him is the reason I would say the inside. I mean, you, inside or out, however you want to do it. I just don't want to limit him to the outside. That's, I think. Sure. I think he can. I think his development should be better to where he can do whatever you want. But his development's going to be better on the outside. 
his right. development being on the outside is going to be better for the Colts as a whole, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I'm not arguing and MP, that. I mean, and MPJ, yeah. MPJ would be beneficial in that slot. Yeah. That why. If we, if we took Zay Flower, it's all hypothetical, but that that would be me. That would be my – with the, the idea that they're going to rotate. Right, you're not going to yeah. keep MPJ sure. in yeah. spot all game long. Right, it's all right. going to be. And they're, they're all capable of doing it all. Right, right, exactly. right. With McKenzie too. With McKenzie too, because when you run that four wide receiver, you know the four receiver right. package, you're gonna McKenzie. Yeah, but bro, could you imagine? You really gonna... Could you imagine a four receiver set with the Isaiah McKenzie and a Zay Flowers or a Tank Dale? On the can, inside? can you? No. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a bunch? Hold on. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a bunch set with Pierce, Michael Pittman Jr., and like Zay Flowers all in one bunch, and then McKenzie on the other side? Oh, that'd be elite. Or McKenzie in the bunch, and then Pierce. It'd be impossible to not find somebody open. It'd be impossible. I need Jelani. I need Jelani Woods. You need the guy to throw. You put Woods out there, and you put McKenzie in the backfield. I agree. I mean, you can do what's name. I do. I do trips on the right and and let uh, Jelani on the outside by himself. We did that. And then shift him to the inside of the hash. He lined yeah. up what, like four or five times as as an ex receiver in that uh, Dallas game. I mean, hey, we got a just, we got a Bills fan. Out. We got a Bills fan in here. Let's give him some. What's love. up, Joey? Coming in here watching the Colts show, man. Appreciate you coming out. He says that uh, Flowers struggled against Hot Sauce Johnson. Uh, two games with no catches. Uh, one run for negative two yards. I don't. I mean, that yeah. stuff. That stuff to me doesn't Hot matter because good that's just like we say. We can sit here and say that. Um, that. Uh, oh, look at this, my boy. Uh, Darrell, Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis locked up Reggie Wayne. Are we? Are we? Are we doubting Reggie Wayne? Like, no. He said Tank Dell's three games against Hot Sauce Gardner: eighty-seven yards the first game, one hundred thirty-seven the first second game, and one eighty-six. Hey, that was legit, game. man. That was legit. I'm telling you. I'm telling. You, I'm. I'm telling you, bro. I've been watching more and more of this guy's film, his route running, his ability to shift and move and get out of his breaks. I'm telling you, this dude will be. I like uh, this. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go back to Nathan's comment too. Uh, show Nathan some love. Will Anderson, is like a straight dog. I that agree was, with uh, this. That was Zach's Depending, original pick. Depending I like on this. Depending on who's gone and who's left at quarterback, I'm 100% okay with this pick. Uh, well, in, in this scenario, this. right? In this scenario, no. we can still we can still probably get Hendon Hooker as a QB prospect. So it's still like missing say, out on QB. And whoever we get at QB at four is going to probably at least spend six games behind Minshew, if not longer. So uh, it's not the worst deal. It's not the worst setup. No, it's yeah, not. To that point, I just want to comment on this real quick. Jordan, uh, if you had Hendon as your third best thrower – are your first two, I'm guessing, Stroud and Young? Answer that for me. Yeah. Real quick. Let me yeah, you have a good night, I too, think, Joey. I think Hooker's the best thrower of the football in the draft. Just natural. I'm not talking like. All right, Joey, you have a good one as well. Just spinning it. Yeah, I, I want to go back to your earlier point, too, Absolutely. about height. In that, like, every year, right? Every year there is a. There's always players that that are benefactors of like a great scheme or a great coach, and then they get to the pros, and since they're not that individual talent themselves, they Absolutely. kind of they kind of fall out, right? Like they kind of don't live up to those expectations. And I really, I'm not trying to be a hater because obviously I'm like I'm an LSU guy, but I'm worried that those two Tennessee receivers, Hyatt and uh, Cedric Tillman, were oh, benefactors Tillman's of that. Uh, it, they're 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 good. They're good, one, but I don't know right? if I don't know if they're as good as they have rated, right? And they're benefactors of Hooker's arm, 
and uh, what was his name? Josh Heupel, I believe, is the coach. Yeah. yeah. His team, which was impeccable. I mean, a, amazing offense right now in there. So I, I just I don't know if I believe that these guys are those number one talents that they're put up to be. You know what I'm saying? But see, that's my thing for receivers, though. I feel like receiver is the easiest transition from college to the pros. The only I mean, difference I, is I don't recruiting mean, on the yeah, sideline. That's it. <laughs> exactly. And the people that's covering you are a little bit better. So I, I don't I don't necessarily want to say it's easy like every receiver is going to translate to the NFL. Right. Sure. I mean, that's just the easiest position to go from like whatever offense you're running into, whatever you're running into, your routes to the I NFL. I thought was running back. No, I think running back is, is way different because a running back uh, in um, NFL different. versus college, they're asking you to do way more. Yeah, and then, I would agree. Depending, that on, depending on your team, you may go from an absolute elite running team in college to a team that got different pieces at each part. So unless you're playing for certain teams that run a ball, it's not necessarily going to fit you. So I thought it was just a play. I just, I just think um, transitioning from receiver to college to the pros, the only difference is really is who's covering you consistently in, in, in the league. So now, those guys covering you are about tenfold better than the guys that you were playing against every week. And exactly, and that's what yeah. makes receiver hard at the same time. But I just think it's easier to transition as far as what you're doing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you can go from. Like, like, think back a few years ago. You can go from Darrell Revis guarding you one week to Greg Toller guarding you the next week. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, sure, oh, yeah. So, so it's like, <laughs> no, so it's like, but of course, in college, you can go from you know Sauce Gardner guard, guard guarding you, and then the next week, a, a no namer who's never even going to sniff the NFL. You know, so it's it's kind of the same thing. It's just That's in the NFL, it's still a pro player that got to that level so it's it's still harder but yeah exactly. so that's why i feel like it's a little bit easier now when you're playing running back a lot's going to depend upon you for your offensive line because the difference between a great running back and an average running back is i want to say two uh 2.1 yards per carry is the difference between your ability at running back now if your offensive line is good or not that changes a whole nother yard as well so is like playing running back or a quarterback depends on a lot of different factors and that changes the difficulty of that position but i feel like a receiver it's more so who's going against you that week the hardest the hardest development or the hardest transition from college to the nfl is edge in my opinion bro it's offensive line edge? no 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 it's edge i was going to say cornerback it's not offensive line right. as well it's not offensive line let me say this let me say this real quick oh, and then, and this is why this is why i say this hold on this is why i say this chill chill hold on this is why I say this. Offensive line is not. Why? Because quarterbacks get the ball out faster in the NFL than they do in college football. So offensive linemen have a whole lot more grace period to develop. They don't have to hold That's their blocks as okay. long. That's my only argument. That's my argument against offensive line, which is my opposite argument for, for edge, right? Because edge, pass Thank rushers, because edge and pass rushers. I would say DP too. Edge and pass rushers, they gotta they have to de- hold on, man. Don't do that while I'm talking. <laughs> Corner <laughs> corner has it hard too. I'm not saying they I don't, but now let me get to that. Let me finish yeah, go the ahead, edge. Go ahead. Edge in college are pursuing quarterbacks who hold the ball extremely long. It's usually average between 2.5 to 3 seconds. You're not you don't have that amount of time in the NFL. You need to drastically you you drastically have to develop your speed off the edge. Plus the offensive linemen are drastically faster. They're running about you know, they're running in four seconds, late four consistently seconds. Consistently better. Consistently better. Mm-hmm. Corners, I got it. Yeah, sure. They have a tough transition, but most of them corners have just transitioned from wide receiver at the same time. 
So their adjustment isn't as much when it comes intellectually. Maybe, maybe, maybe physically, but I, I don't really think so. I really don't think it's as hard. I think corner is absolutely the hardest. No, I mean, the corner, like you think, besides quarterback, corner is the second hardest position. Then tell me why. Tell me why. Because you're running so, backwards at four four speeds. Exactly. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So these same these same guys <laughs> that are that are called to be elite on every single down. Like when we talk about the guys that you go from covering, you can go from covering a guy that's shifty, a guy that's big, a guy that's fast, a guy that's strong, a guy that's tall. That's a guy you're going against every different position or every different size that's on the field each week. And then you think about how the NFL changes the rules to where offense is literally swayed to. You can't be as grabby as you were in college. So, so then you're only so then you're the only true argument you have is the is the rule change. That's the only no, argument. I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no, I mean, because the size doesn't change, the speed doesn't change. Yeah, it does. Mm. Oh, no, I think it does. It definitely, so. change, it definitely changes. How? Because you think Antonio Jones maybe let's say you play, in let's all say, college. Hold on. Let's say you play a team like Alabama or Ohio State. You're playing teams that you're playing – their wide receivers are the same size that you're going to play in college – or in the NFL. But not every These week. are running the no, same – Yeah, but not every week. You can, you may face a guy that came from a school oh, that you on. never even heard of. You like can't – 100%. You can't say wide receiver is the easiest transition and then DB is not the – is the hardest transition when they're both – just the opposite of yeah, each it other. Is because if you think about no. when you're in college, when you're in car- college and you're playing receiver, most of the guys that are guarding you are about 10, 15 yards off. They can't, they're, they're barely touching you. And if they do, they get to come up and grab you and do everything. And a receiver, you're literally take one step and you're open. Like, look at how many receivers go off for 2,000 yards and 25 touchdowns because it's easy to play there. So when you go to the NFL, yeah, you're not putting up those same kind of yardage, but you got a guy that's coming up and he's going to pressure you in your face. He's going to jam you. Is Only five yards. Mm-hmm. Only the five yards. So once right. DB, once you so now, you're, now you're telling me that transitioning from wide receiver to DB is harder. No, because no, uh, not uh, not many transition from wide receiver to DB and then go. No, to- you know what I meant. From wide receiver into the NFL from college is harder than transitioning from DB. No, no, I'm saying yes, DB. It's harder it to guard those no. guys because you have to change so much. So if I'm a DB and I'm college, guess what? I can grab this receiver all the way to the fucking end zone, and I'm probably not going to get a flag. I go to the league. I can't touch this guy past five. So yards, like I said again, your biggest. So, like I said, your biggest argument is the rule change. It's not about the size. It's not about the speed because that doesn't change. Well, no, no, I, I would argue the size and speed does change. The only, thing, the only thing that changes is the development of the route running. That's it. It's not. It's not no, the speed. No, there's yes, the size. Dude, no, there's the size too. On. Look, come there's on. one week. There's one you're week getting, that I you're in the NFL. Here. You're in the NFL. You're getting older. You're getting slower. You're not getting faster. The fastest point of your NFL career is your NFL combine. That is no, that's not time. true. Oh, I don't that's know, man. True. That's I not true. Know. You're training every day of your career to get better, to get faster, to get stronger. But your you're not going to get that much your faster. Prime, your prime doesn't hit until you're about 25 to 28. So you're, in that time, that's you're where not you're not getting actual, that much faster. Yes, you are. Let me butter on this for just a minute, right? No, no, no. Hold on. Tell me someone who ran a 4-3 in their NFL combine and is now running a 4.0. Or three point nine. No, you don't. No, you don't get faster I mean, that's like, like that. That's that's combine speed. Everybody calls that the the, the what is it? The um. Straight so again, speed. like I said, the, route the, running the, sh- the shorts award running yeah. in that that game speed and combine speed is two way different things. I'm telling you right now, Deshaun Jackson has been playing for forever, and this man's still 36 years old and taking people deep. He like, was yeah. 
this is you go from college to studying books and going to class and doing X, Y, and Z before you go play. In the NFL, you were getting paid just to go train in the offseason every single day. You're getting faster. You're getting better. You're getting smarter. So when you go to play DB, like I said before, it's not just the rules. I can go from a garden Antonio Brown one week. Then I'm guarding Julio Jones the next week. Think about the difference you're playing at that. I'm guarding a guy who's going to run every route in the route tree, and he's fast, and he's quick, and he can move. Then I go to Julio Jones, who's going to take me deep. He's going to beat me over the top. He's going to snatch the ball over my head. I got to try and guard this man. I like real. I can do. And then you go, to, you go to Calvin Johnson. Then you go to Isaiah McKenzie. Then you go to uh, Stephon Diggs. Then you go to Justin Jefferson. All right, you can't put McKenzie in here. But you're literally, you're literally acting no, I'm not like saying, you're literally, I'm not saying acting like, you're literally no. acting like these dudes don't change wide receivers every week their whole life. No, but it is different in the league, as, man. It is different. Tell me how many college receivers are elite right now, Zach. Like, if they're opinion, just, just college, that, that they would call elite. Like, this guy is this good in college, right? How many? Well, that, in my opinion, that's every right receiver that makes it from the uh, from college to the pros. Right? They were that's all top dogs. Receiver. Now, how many now, times do you say that about a defensive back? What? This my new, <laughs> the best one since. Sauce Gardner. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. And before that, it was Jalen Ramsey. A few, a uh, few that they call that. That's so why receiver, corners, in there's my so opinion, many of them. That's why corners go top 10 and receivers go top 25. Exactly. Because there's because so of many of them. Everybody wants to play receiver. Well, and the stats are oversaturated for receivers. I mean, my God, we're throwing the ball 50 times a game, it's all around the field. You got finance majors getting a thousand yards and twenty-five touchdowns versus you know I'm like loving this tonight. We had a debate versus a minute. quality. I, I quality still disagree. Component. I just think everything everything being said is excuses, and I I, think, I mean I think it's not it, a transition. So to me, a point. to me, no one likes skill players the, anyway. The, the, the game the is only, won in the trenches, so I, I look agree. at it I, like offensive line and defensive line are your hardest positions to transition to with quarterback being the pinnacle because you have to literally learn an entire foreign language. And then on top of that, you have to be able to process half, information. Half these, half, these offensive, half these offensive linemen have played one, one type of scheme their whole life. And I still don't think they're, I still don't think they're the hardest transition. I think they, I think they have it hard. They do. But I think that their Bro. transition is a little different because their quarterback Bro. can get the ball out a little bit faster. Bro. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think your quarterback can change it for your offensive yeah. linemen, and you know, like depending on who you're playing with, I do agree to that point. But I just think going from a I've, defensive back in college to the pros, I just don't think. 30, I mean, outside of quarterback, obviously, in I don't thirty think years, in, th- in thirty years of watching football, I've seen more cornerbacks come in from college and play very well their rookie season, and I've seen less defensive ends come in and be able to play very well. Well, that's why it's called a premium position. The, the end is, in my opinion, top three hardest positions to play. Right behind quarterback, corner, and D and end are, the, in my opinion, the toughest three. Because defensive end, as you said, you have to get faster. You have to get smarter. You have to essentially recognize. You have to be a freak, man. Yeah, you have to be an athletic Stronger. freak. And you have to be able to recognize, you know, defensive and offensive stances super quick. Well, see, I think the misconception with that the is, though, the misconception with that is, though, is I think that just like quarterback, I feel like defensive end is just a forced position. 
So, like, if you see how many quarterbacks fail and how many defensive ends fail, it's because everybody wants to get that top-tier guy to be able to either stop a quarterback or for a quarterback to be great. And I think that's a lot of times what happens to that position. And, I mean, you can say the same thing for defensive back, but I think defensive back is just purely just harder because of what you have to do on a week-to-week basis. And I don't want to underplay defensive end or pass rusher, but I really think it's a little bit different when – you're the guy you're going to get after a pass rusher. I mean, uh, after a quarterback, and you you don't necessarily have to do as much. Not much changes for you right. on that on that front end of what you're doing in your pass rush. Scheme helps, you know. Yeah, like but, if but, you're, but here's the thing: just like Jordan just said, you, you can protect an offensive lineman. I got that. I, I agree with you 100. Offensive lineman, I think, is a little easier to develop than what we are debating. The debate is necessarily defensive end and corner. I can say that defense is probably the hardest position to transition to as a whole. Absolutely. If you're a defender going yeah. into the NFL, it is the hardest thing to do Absolutely. because you're learning things that you've never seen before in your life. And the rules mm-hmm. don't favor you. But the, but the thing is, is just like this, you can say that the only way you're going to protect a young corner is by putting a safety over him. The only way you're going to help a defensive end is having a guy like DeForest Buckner or Aaron Donald or J.J. Watt when he played on the inside. You know, you see what I'm saying? But Those there guys need – there, there's not. So these defensive ends, just like corners, are out there on their own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I said – that's why I said I'm not trying to downplay it. I just think being out there on that island, it just – I mean, it's me tough. personally playing – They're both I mean, on an island, if you really think about it. Most defenses <sighs> only – most defenses <sighs> only have one edge rusher that's actually considered an edge rusher. The other so guy is actually a defensive the end. The one guy sets the edge, the other guy is the rusher. And the rushers are still on an island. They're and usually the ones facing the left tackle. And they have to play Trent Williams. I'm, yeah. not, saying I'm not saying they're on, a, on, a, on an island like a corner. I know there's a huge difference of being on an island at that point. I got that. I'm just saying I still think it's harder from, that, from, from my standpoint of playing on that position. It's pretty tough. And seeing guys like Miles Garrett – who was a number one fucking prospect? I, I don't. I think he went number one that year. Yeah, he went he number did. one. And yep. his rookie year was trash. And you what see that oh, it was trash. Oh, it was it was no. garbage. It was garbage no. from what he no. was supposed to be. Yes, it was. No. I remember watching it. Yep. No. Let's let's pull up his stats real quick because I remember his. Ready-made. I thought he won rookie of the year. He did. Like the only ready-made defense. But that doesn't that mean I, much. I've seen. <laughs> So he had he had seven sacks his rookie year. So not as dominant as you would like him to be, but that's a no, solid rookie year. No, that those seven sacks are exactly have been what been holding up Chase Young's career since he started. Those same seven sacks that he had. That is a lot for a rookie defensive end. Matt, me and you have talked yeah, about no, it as well. It's, it's a solid about, rookie uh, year. When we talked about Quiddy Pay and Dayo Adangbo, we were like, we weren't really worried about defensive end because they usually take about a year and a half to two to develop yeah. into that elite pass. Just like Miles Garrett. And now so look at him. Miles Garrett's at top of the league. That's what I'm saying. Those seven sacks, that's a lot for a guy in his first season. Anytime you see that, if you see that from a second, third round, fourth pick at a defensive end, you're like, oh my God, this guy might be something. We have a guy. I mean, sure, but you also can't just look at it as seven sacks. You got to look at specific games. You got to look at all that stuff. I remember watching Miles Garrett because I loved him in college that year, and I remember watching him, and he was unimpressive the majority of the year. Yeah, he had some big games where he had multiple sacks, but 
that that's how you got to look at it. You can't just look at the stats and be like, oh yeah, he had seven sacks that year. That's a great year. Like he could no, have had, he could have had a game where he had four, and then he could have had one game where he had three, and then he had fourteen games of no sacks. I mean, you see what I'm saying? To me, the best defensive end, ready-made defensive end to come out has been Nick Bosa. Like from rookie year Whoa, on through. Don't, don't disrespect Von Miller like that, bro. Bro, oh, yeah. Von Miller, Von Miller's mm. rookie season might have mm. been. That I've ever followed in my entire life. Outside of Dwight Freeney. Because Dwight Freeney. Where? On the other side. Bosa and didn't have that. the same defense. I'm, no, bro. I'm not. Nah, 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 nah. He was still. He was still that he dumb. Did, bro, bro, he had DeMarcus Ware and Elvis, 5'11 Elvis Doomerville with 64 inch <laughs> arms. I don't care. I, you know, I don't care if you would have if you would have blocked Von Miller with five linemen and nobody else was helping him. I think he's still. I mean, I just think Bosa. In my opinion, Bosa is one of the better defensive end products to I, come out in a long time. And I don't disagree he had, with that. He had no problem transitioning from college to the pro game. Like he didn't even miss a beat. So there's That's you, you have your life. you have your freaks. You have your Bosa brothers. You have your Watts. They're all freaks of nature. Absolutely. Them dudes, I mean, the Watts growing up in New- when Wisconsin were sitting there hanging out in ice lakes and shit, just kind of chilling in the water. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. But, hey, good debate. That was fun. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been and, a while. And, and both yeah, points are fair, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to fucking transition from you any know, position. All, any position, really. <laughs> Especially yeah. the defense. Yeah. Man. That, which, but by the, the defense, way, I yeah. just want to say, like, that's what makes Sauce Gardner so insane to do what he did his rookie year. Like, it's it's unheard of, man. Not just Sauce. Not just Sauce. What's name, too, from uh, Seattle? Because a lot Aaron of schools are coming out. Will, uh, Will, Will, Tariq Woolen. They came out a lot more yeah, man. Up, uh, lately rather than before. All right. Everybody's talking about it. It's time yeah, for so, the mock uh, draft. Three. Happy to give you guys a, a debate. We're gonna get ready to get into this mock draft. We're on the same side again. All right. Man, we've oh, we're never on, on the same side. side. This yeah, is. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ballard and those guys get down like this in their debate room. Oh, they do for sure. <laughs> they definitely do. More, more so, more so the scouts because the scouts don't want to get fired. So the scouts probably are back fired. and forth, and Absolutely, Ballard yeah. sits there and watches. But all right, so this is the first discussion that I want to bring up because earlier. I did it, and I thought that it was a steal to go ahead and trade up to number three. Um, I don't think it's realistic if we're putting a realistic. Oh, you know what? That. Real quick, before I think it is. I mean, Ballard even said he's on. He, they're looking at every avenue's approach. Moving up to three could still be in play. Hold on, uh, before we jump into this, I know somebody had a uh, bro. This draft about it, and, um, is this oh, like uh, best football uh, player? It was it was Jordan's comment here. He said, "Here's a question, because if Houston is not settled and they want to move, uh, even no. if it may cost just a little more, do we make the call? Not so we make the call. Else, uh, Houston doesn't pick up the phone. Yeah, no. Yeah. Chad Chad commented back on here. I think Houston will want a ton from a division rival. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah. That has always Here's, been that has always been my reaction to this. I, I feel like if we were to try and trade with Houston, Houston would want JT. They would want Shaq." <laughs> They would want Woods, so, so, they would want so, Nelson, and they'd want two, three first round picks. If so that was this question. So. This question. This question was asked to Ballard too in one of his press conferences, and he, the way they asked is, is trading with a division rival out of the question? And he said no. He, he said no because what he said was, as long as the price is right for both teams. 
Exactly. Which it will never be right for both teams. Right. Absolutely not. So, I nor, nor should it be. Like, there's no way they're going to help us get our franchise quarterback. Right. So, and no. if Houston didn't ask for the farm, what the fuck is Houston doing then? Like, yeah. that's to be expected. Yeah. They, they have to. Right. But let's talk about trading up because it, it's fairly cheap to move up to three. No, if we're uh, trading up to three, I want you to literally put don't don't do Ryan Kelly, put Moelle Cox in at three. So, right, so I was let, just about to say, so the fact that Ryan Kelly got the call and they were talking about it, I, I think Ryan Kelly's pretty safe at staying. I don't, I don't know how to add a player, to be completely honest. It's I will say this though, where whereas trading up to three might not be overly expensive for us, like realistically, like we're saying, I think I think Arizona on, can on, get on, more on, from on, guys Trev. behind us. Trev, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What'd you say? No, I was gonna say click on add picks, but I think that's just the picks that you're already. Yeah, adding. I tried. I don't know how to yeah. add. I don't know how to add players on here. I don't think it lets us, man. Click on click on indie where it says shows our name up there. What does that do? Nothing. We can only click on Arizona. Oh, oh yeah, I see. Yeah. So we can't add players. Um, but that doesn't allow us to do this. But I think, in my opinion, this is cheap. Bro, a two next year? Just a second rounder? Just a second rounder next year. Yeah, it, it is. And that, that's kind of the point I was making, right, is that it works for us. And, like, it works on here. But I just – I think Arizona will get more from a team like Detroit or a right. team like Las Vegas that wants to move up that will offer them the farm or, or at least more than we are. So, and supposedly – Arizona saying... doesn't care who gets the spot. They care about what they're getting back. And those teams might offer more to jump us. Uh, so, I mean, uh, supposedly Arizona said a team in the double digits has called for their number three pick. Uh, yeah, um, I imagine half the league is calling because everyone um, knows Arizona's okay to move. I would do a third and this year's fifth from Arizona for our first – that's exactly what Jordan said here. Yeah, that's where I got it from. Yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, and you got the third round. This year's third. Yeah, no, next year's third. Whoa, whoa, whoa. do we next all even third, think it's necessary to trade though? And this year's fifth. That's not Wait. enough, guys. From, I'm cool with saying that four. Yeah, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I was just about to say, are we all even? In no, no, no. We're just talking about. Four? We're just talking about compensation. We're not talking about actually okay. putting the trade. I'm not going to submit it. No, we're just going to build it. I see We're no just desire it and then discuss it. Okay, well then, I think I'm outvoted then. <laughs> I, I would I would like to trade up, but I don't. If we're doing it realistic, I think it's more realistic that we get jumped by a team behind us than yeah. it is that we move up right. one spot. Well, this is especially what I'm considering how conservative Ballard is and the fact that we'll have to give up probably three picks to move up one. He's not going to like it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and hit start then, since we're not trading. Good. No trade. Yeah. All right, let's go. Will Witherspoon, what the fuck? So we yeah, got a few. Detroit just tried to trade with him. They're giving him a third draft. They're trying to give him a third draft. A second, a third, a fifth, a sixth, and a third. Take it. But again, realistic, that's not going to happen. Let's be realistic. Yeah, no one's in real life. Bro, we're not talking – we're not no. talking realistic when this happens. We, we we're gonna talk it through. All right. If we yeah, no, this, I I don't think this bro, is realistic at all because I, I don't think do Detroit that. is gonna trade up to take a quarterback. I think uh, Detroit is gonna take best defensive <laughs> player available. Hey, is this Madden? Madden? they just gave us their draft. But they're, yeah, they're not giving us their draft. <laughs> is this yeah, Madden? Right. 
<laughs> You're right. All right, it's, I'm rejecting really all of these. I'm rejecting all of these. Hey, is this 2K? That's fake as fuck. But CJ that's Stroud is there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, did that say whoa. Devin Witherspoon went number one? Yeah, no, he went number three. Three. Oh, three. Okay. Oh, what? So yeah, we, we can't account for the uh, the computer being weird. But wait, so we got CJ Stroud, Wilt Anderson, and Jalen Carter all on the board right here. Wow. Go QBs, because I got a hot take. I was talking about this earlier with Matt. I think if CJ Stroud, AR, and Will Levis are on the board at four, I think they go Will Levis, just because that's truly who I believe they are hyped up and they absolutely love and adore. Like I'm, com- I'm confident in that. Ain't will- no way, bro. If it doesn't happen, I'd be amazed. I'm voting against the Will Levis. I feel I'm, like I'm, running, I'm, I'm running the pick to Stroud in. Hey, let's go BYU. All right, Jaron Hall. <laughs> You're ah, crazy. Yeah. More fire. Mormons are smart. They do what they <laughs> how did uh, how did Vince McMahon say it? You're fired. Yeah. You're <laughs> Jordan, I'm serious. Hey, no, I'm hundred percent. hundred percent. If CJ is on the board at four, I think you have to take him. You're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. I still I think they choose Levis. I, I, we're going with CJ. Stroud, I think but. that's a crazy pick. It, yeah, in this scenario, right? If if CJ is available, we got to take. Look at that. Not, well, Levis didn't even right? Levis didn't even go until like the late round. All right, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how entirely uh, realistic. Why the are they is, offering but... so many picks? Like, yeah, that's crazy, man. It wasn't doing this earlier. Offers. It wasn't doing this earlier. Whoever's this one's next it. year's. Yeah, Look at all that. True. Well, hell yeah, take that. Yeah, dude. No, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> that's we like nine picks. In the draft class. That's like nine picks. I ain't taking any of these, bro. Fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I, I want to hey. know who calibrated this hey, my shit. Boy get, here. get your so, boy Michael Mayer from – Yeah, re- realistically, though, Michael Mayer's gone long before 35, right. in my opinion. I think I think Kincaid might be as well. I, I would argue if we're if we're sitting right here and realistically those top tight ends are gone, I'd go Cam Smith 100%. He's someone I've been tooting the horn for a while. He's a very long corner. He gets his hand involved in every play. He's a guy that we could use on the outside. I, I'd go Cam Smith all day personally. At What's the guard look like? Guard situation. I'm taking Keely Ringo. I'm, Ringo. I'm going Ringo. 100% Ringo. But I do uh, hear you, Zach. I'd, I'd check out guard. Just let me take a peek at interior off of one. Oh, give me John Michael Schmitz. Yeah, John Michael Schmitz. Schmitz, baby. All right. We'll still get the corner. And then, yeah. Let's hope. (laughs) I say, if Cam Smith's gone, we got to go Julius Prince. I I, I love Ringo, but getting that elite guard right there would be something. And Schmitz has a maniac. it is interesting that they have Foskey Ooh, available. Yeah, that is Oh, you guys is Garrett, Garrett Williams. Williams. You guys guy Garrett Williams. Garrett Williams. No, I, I'm on Garrett Williams. I will, I will argue a little bit against Garrett Williams just because I think he's Kenny Moore 2.0. I think he plays the same style as Kenny Williams – or Kenny Moore, sorry. And I think we need a guy on the outside. I don't know if Garrett Williams is that guy. Uh, Trev, I think yeah. you might be wrong on that one. I need to look what it about up. What about Hodges Tomlinson? Positive. They're, the, they're literally the opposite. Hodges is a little I don't know. I just think watch, watching his take, he played a lot against the slot. He played a lot, uh, like, kind of in, in the numbers, and that's just not the guy I feel that we need. I would go Hodges Tomlinson before Williams, or even Ricks before Williams, personally. Hey, is Darius Rush any good, or is he the other corner? 
<laughs> to me, he's the other court. He's solid, but I like Sam Smith yeah, no, uh, a lot more. Okay. Um, I'm Trev, glad Matt Trev, Trev is right about Garrett Williams. Him and Kenny Moore are like, like twins. I'm glad Matt got that reference. Okay, the other corner. <laughs> <laughs> he's, only going pro. he's only going pro because the guy across from him is damn good. Okay. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> dude, yeah. Tariq okay. Williams? Pretty, yeah, like, personally, I, I, I'm going Tomlinson or Ricks here easily. I'm not y'all know I'm, William. Or y'all I'm big on Hodges. Let me I'm, let me check my board real quick. Your board? You googling something? Dude, I just I I don't love no, bringing I gotta, Williams in I gotta, no, I gotta I gotta look at my notes. Gotta look at my notes, man. Not 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 not. not I like Hodges Tomlinson over over anybody on here because so I got Tariq. I got Tariq is number sixteen. Bro, Tyreek Stevenson is dog shit. Yeah, I don't know. I got I got THT rated higher than him, so yeah. I don't know about this. Tyreek Stevenson, I'm a Miami fan, but he's like dog shit. Yeah, I like got a late round corner. I even got Eli I'll, Ricks higher than him. I'll put in my vote for Hodges Tomlinson here. I'm, I'm in there too. Yeah, I mean it's a reach, but I think he's got higher upside and worth it more so. Than slight that. slight well, reach, do we, maybe. Do we do we go after a guy like Foskey here and then see if? Hodges is 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 available. Like, let's look at Edge because I thought there were some decent guys available at That's Edge. Not a bad I mean, Foskey's a dog, man. I just yeah. I don't know. And again, like They're, if we're playing this realistically, I think Foskey's gone long before. I think uh, I think this would be one of those situations we think about Ballard, right? When we go best player available, I think Foskey. Right back? He's going for getting him back? as a getting him a third round pick. Hey, receiver. Why haven't we looked at receiver? That's another good point. There's no hey, I've been uh, hey, I've been hearing some huge raves about Marvin Mins, who who's definitely um I think I'm gonna say it was down year from his other years, but he's played with yeah. Jay, he's played with some other guys. So I think um uh him or Mingo. I know a lot of people love Mingo as well. I like Mingo a lot, man. What what I don't like, even though I'm wearing the LSU hoodie, is uh Kayshawn Butte, man. I, I think he's an absolute plus. Whoever takes him, it, it's not Butte good. Is he's got all the talent Trim, in the world. Trim, he got really all the does talent not in the world. Like Butte got all of his hype off of one game against Ole Miss where he put up like 300 yards, like video game numbers, and he hasn't done a goddamn thing ever since. He, he's, he's overrated by a mile. Uh, Malik's neighbors across from him on the other side of the field was far better of a wide receiver. And again, I watched every game this year. Keshaw Butte doesn't have him, man. He shouldn't go higher than the sixth round in this draft. Yeah, we're looking at receivers. I want Mingo. Right yeah, he's who yeah. I want, but I think Foskey is our best available player. In my opinion, Foskey is who I would take at this pick. What about that dude from I'm Auburn? I don't know, man. I think I might go with Marvin. Foskey's way better than Derek Hall. From Auburn? I might go with Marvin. Hey, Foskey's a game changer if you can get him, man. If Fosky's hey, there's a, a reason why Foskey was supposed to be a top 10 pick this year. And, and I believe he will be, which is the only reason I haven't put in my vote for him. Okay. Here, just because I don't think he's oh. actually there at 79. So which, which way are we going? Because we got Jordan in the comments saying uh, Mingo. I would go Mingo because I you like know, his upside. I can say Mingo. I, I'm, st- I'm sticking with, uh, with uh, Hodges <laughs> comments in here. Yeah. I mean, Who you got Damon. I got Foskey. I that's the Ballard pick. If we're if we're be, I mean yeah we're we're doing our own mock draft here. But we all know if that guy's available. Yeah, if he was, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean you, you take him. It's the fastest car turned in in history because the, there's no way this guy falls to the third round. And if he does, I mean that's that's the steal of the century. Foskey's a, a top fifteen talent. Talent. Who you got, Matt? I'm kind of with Trev, man. I'm with Trev on uh, Tomlinson. 
Damn. So I, I mean, us, again, I'm that just leaves us, leaves us really split. We got two for Mingo. We got two for THT. Yeah. Jordan, um, where are you going? He he said Mingo already. Um, I'm just going back I mean, to how uh, we said we wanted to do this as realistic as possible. I think Foskey's yeah. gone by like 15, dude. Otherwise, I'd be the first one pushing that forward. See, I got I got I, I got Mems or Foskey there, so I guess I guess Foskey would be that'd be a three way tie. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Edge anyway, so. Do we really need it? I mean, is it yeah. really a You know how Ballard is in the trenches. He will take a defensive end if he could every pick. Who, who's starting across from Quiddy right now? Uh, um, Ibukam? We got a Samson Ibukam. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to take an edge because I'm not – I mean, Ibukam was really solid with the 49ers, but I'm not sold that he's like – so right. how sure like, a guy you can just start every year and just expect to get ten sacks a year? Like, I don't know if he's that guy. Okay, so how sure are we that Mingo or Mims is going to be here? They may not, but I don't think those um, guys are good enough with the receiver room that we have to need to take them right now. I, I think it's more real, much more realistic that Mingo and Mims are available as opposed to Foskey. In the, in the third round, I think they're there. Let's go ahead. Oh, and, uh, that's a that's a good point. I think Trev's right on that one. Probably go with the um the edge rusher Foskey here. And we got a better chance of getting Tomlinson, Mims, or another receiver in the fourth round. I agree. All right, we'll go. With, we'll go with that. So Foskey. Yep. Way he's still there. That's a solid draft. That's th- those three yeah, right say, there. Right if, if he's there, Foskey's nasty, dude. Bro, they trying to give us some trash ass. <laughs> Talking about three seventh rounders, like what are we supposed to do? With that? <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Oh, there's Zach Harrison. He's another oh, stud. No. Another Look, guy oh, the the right there. Right there. Boom. Take him. Look, oh, hey, Mingo. Yeah, now the debate is Mingo and Tomlinson, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. here we go. Corner. Give All me right, Mingo. Let us know. Let us know. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let hey. edit the let me edit the ticker. Tomlinson. So I'm just gonna make my argument here, right? Or Mingo. We look if we look at our receiver depth. We think our receiver death is not as bad as our corner death. Right Correct. Now. That's 100%. So I think THT, just to the fact out of need and availability, should be this pick here. I agree. I'm Does with anybody that, disagree? Because yeah. I agree. I think we're on the same page. Zach? I really like Mingo. Um, but yeah, I, I do too. It's, right. it's tough right here. I'm, I'm thinking of need and He's, want here. Right. He, he's good, but Mingo is not going to get the snaps in the first I year. Want high, year. Right. I, I want think high upside, and I think the smart thing to do with THT, even though Mingo gives you that high upside and has those traits that Ballard I think, likes. I think THT has a more impact in his first year than a receiver is going to have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would argue, too, that Tomlinson goes way higher than 106. Like, I think if we get a guy like yeah. that, we got to get him a little earlier. He's and I like the fact that opinion. we did we did go inside offensive linemen. So just like how we said, if whichever QB we draft, we need to protect the right way. So if we were to draft Anthony Richardson, we probably wouldn't need to take a guard that early, right? To, uh, so yeah, round pick because he's more mobile. So I, I would add to that too, here. just because I want to throw my guy in here. If we took a guy like Richardson, right, that has a lot of motion and and a lot of uh, options. I would go in the fourth round maybe with the guy I've been throwing out, Nick Broker, because he played in that read option offense with Jackson Dart last year, 
and was phenomenal in it. So I'd take that guy all day. And I, and I agree with you. Saying depending on the quarterback we go, that kind of decides where we pick our guard. Hey, is Eli Ricks trash? No, no, he is not trash. And and I would actually I would almost make a case for Ricks uh, if I wasn't so like blown away with how good THD was. Just because Rick sees that level of competition that you expect in the next level, like week in and week out. So there's a fair debate between Ricks and Tomlinson. Because to me, it's a toss-up. Is there anybody else who has a higher upside that's available that you could feel comfortable about taking over those corners? Or is corner corner the move? I think corner has to be the move because we don't have one and we don't have much depth. Yeah, I I would agree. That's what I was saying. I just, right, I just think, I I just think at right. this point, it'd be good to get a guy that has some a, a good ability already. That's fine. And uh, not All wait right. too long. THT? It is. Let's go. Absolutely. You guys may take note that uh, Butte was still on the board there in the fifth round. The Titans are trying to trade with us? <laughs> giving us hey, this crap. might be a this. This looks like the most legit trade I've seen all day. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not taking it just because it's the Titans. 100. percent Oh yeah, 100. percent Fuck them guys. <laughs> they need to give me Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, I'm going to speak up because I like Stanford. Uh, Michael Wilson from Stanford. He's very good. And then my that's my favorite corner, second favorite corner in the draft. Kyle hey, Blue I'm, Kelly. I'm, I'm sorry, Zach, but with Xavier Hutchinson right there. Yeah, I'll uh, go to say so, so let's, let's uh, pull up wide receivers, though. That boy is dog. Dog. Xavier Hutchinson right there. Hey, I that mean, kid I, from Princeton, the Andre Lavos or whatever the hell it is from Princeton, he's nice. He's a route runner. I'm not, I'm not taking a Princeton kid, though. Yeah, I was about to say something. I'm sorry. What? Scroll, no. scroll down a little bit because I just want to see if my guy's in there. Xavier Xavier Hutchinson is my my fourteenth ranked receiver, and he's still on the board. And uh, we're in the fifth round now, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess he already went in the uh, the mock. But I, I again want to make the we case. Already missed out on, uh, we already missed out on Mims. Yeah, I'm going Hutch. I'm going Hutchinson I, here. I mean, or Demario Overshone, or I'm going linebacker. No way, Demar. No way, Demario Overshone is there in the fifth though. Right, that dude's uh, a freak. I yeah, agree. I probably go, I'd probably go right? Xavier in the fifth. Uh, I do want to say though, I do want to say I don't know if he went earlier in this mock draft uh, with the computer, but I would 100% go Tyler Scott in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, he's a guy I shouted up before uh, out of Cincinnati just because of the versatility he brings. We talked earlier about bringing a guy like Hines into the offense that can make plays out of the running back position in the passing game. He was a running back, transition to wide receiver. He does both excellently. I would love to see how that guy fits in Shane Steichen's offense. Hey, show me a linebackers just because it's not a Ballard draft. Xavier, a Xavier Hutchinson fixed, fits that Ballard more. Oh, I have yeah, Ivan Pace. Ivan Pace, Pace is nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pace that's my bad. guy. That's my guy, Ivan Pace, man. Do we need him? Yeah, I would. So is Yasir Abdullah. I don't know if Damn. we need him this early, but. I mean, it's, it's, over showing, dude. It's, it's a fair spot to take him, and I probably would. No, I take him next round. I think he should still be there. Yeah, I think I think he'll be. But, um, I mean, look at all the I guys being available I, right now at linebacker. I think, I think Xavier Hutchinson fits the Ballard mold, uh, mold perfectly. Six three two ten. I'm okay with that. I, I, yeah, I'm but we got. 
I like what Jordan said. We got three picks in the fifth. You could probably wait on receiver and get someone decent. I mean, that's true. Too. Who's Man, someone decent? You scroll down this receiver. Who's left? It, it, it starts to fall off in the fifth round, man. I, I mean, you can make a I case mean, for Bennett, maybe. After – to scroll down a little bit slower because I was so fast and I'm old and can't read. Um, You're younger than me. Wix is solid, but – Wix is good. Uh, A.T. Perry. Jerry. Okay. He's okay. Jerry. If A.T. Perry is there, you take him without, without a second thought. But I didn't see A.T. Perry earlier. I was looking for him. Scroll down a little bit more, Matt. Oh, Ronnie Tucker, Bell, he's okay. a stud. Jalen Copper. Jalen Copper, is that your guy out of uh, Fresno? No, no, my dude from Fresno is undrafted. He's going to be – his last name starts with an F, and he's a uh, Samoan. So, Yeah, honestly, after seeing Ronnie, Be- Ronnie Bell still available, I'm totally okay to wait on wide receiver. I mean, I just wait on receiver because there's still some studs there, and we can possibly get a quality linebacker. There, there, there's and- projects there. I don't know if anyone's a stud left. I, I like think Owen Maape or Ivan Pace Jr. or Yasir Yasir Abdullah, in my opinion, bang for your buck. See if you got, but look at you got Ivan Pace and Yasir right there next to each other. I feel like they would literally be there in the next round. So I don't see him forcing that pick. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, What's that's why I think you get a guy like Overshone. Uh, Overshone by far, bro. That Overshone. If if we look at the list of linebackers right here coordinates like our defense and what our defense looks like, Abdullah is not a Gus Bradley fit. I don't think so. I he's think Overshone is. Really? But he's not going to be there I in think, the fifth round. Oh, yeah, Overshone's also he gone. He's in front of us right now. Fair enough. Hey, Matt, go to, he's, go to he's, all he's real quick. Now. Who's best player available? It's Overshone. Oh, no. Oh, interesting. My boy Kelly I don't, Blue. Yeah, I don't have Michael Wilson that high personally. I don't either. If Yeah, if we're going best player available, it's Overshone. I mean, that, that I guy like fits our defense. Blue Kelly because he fits the system, but he's handsy as hell. But being 6'3", you can kind of get away with that. Plus, we just took a corner in the last round. So I, I, I double dip. Really double dip. Not right now. I got, I got, I got Blue Kelly that. at 18. Take Overshone because it's not a battle. Or take a Hutchinson. Either one, I'll be happy because it's not a battler draft unless you get a linebacker at some point. <laughs> that's, that's no, I think, I think, no, I think next round, next round we can get Ivan Pace. I'm almost positive. Or yes. so you say, go Hutchinson here. Oh, you guys got me Demarco, you just give us guys, man. Come on, who so, go? So jo- Jordan <laughs> in the comments has a great point too. Is that I mean, it, we're, we're trying to do this realistic, and there's just no way over Sean's there at 138, man. That's what I'm saying. See, Jordan they have him rated in That's what I'm saying. I think one of those linebackers will be there. Right. Um. Let's it's, go just, it's just how realistically do we need another corner at at this pick? I think more of a late no, round corner would there. be something that we'll go with to develop. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Now, 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 if I'm thinking realistically as well, though, that's a six three two ten receiver. You're about to be muted. That that we got. You're same. thinking too much. We only got ten <laughs> I minutes mean, to make I mean, a pick, is, dog. We've been sitting here for twenty. <laughs> Well, don't depend on me to, to make the I pick. Think that's, I think that's three for Hutch, though. I would yeah, we're do going Hutch. Hutch. We're going Hutch. All right. Hutchinson it is, man. Solid project, right. man. He, he go can back to the, uh, Go to those linebackers. One of those guys should be sitting there. Yasir? Yeah, it looks like – Got to be Ivan Pace. I don't love Yasir. I don't I don't love him. I know he had a solid Ballard, year. Ballard would have made that trade with the Chiefs, just saying. And then I both. Go, I I both. They're both there. Like I said, like I said both sitting there. <sighs> 
And I'm, I'm taking eight. Ivan Pace. I think I, Ivan too. Pace to me is Damn. an absolute dog. He can rush the passer. He's everywhere on the field. I, I love Ivan. He's versatile. Yeah, absolutely. He's the guy. Pace. Me personally, that's just me. I I, I have. I'm, I'm with you. My guy, Easy yeah. pick. Andy Winters is still there. Late round pick, my guy. Ooh, Dude, hey, I like that kid from I, Texas. Hey, Moro Omojo or whatever his name is. No, real quick, I want to make a hard case for Brandon Joseph. First of all, Notre Dame puts out great safeties every year. Every year, Notre Dame has great safeties. Second of all, Brandon Joseph was a playmaker all year. I know we don't necessarily need safeties, uh, but at this point, you're kind of, you're you're going best player available, right? Especially like this late in the draft. I think Brandon Joseph is that guy. If he even makes it this far, it's a, it's a no brainer, in my opinion. Like Trev, said, like Trev just said there, Trev just made some big arguments for him there. I got him at number six as my safety. So, unless we got somebody higher there. Who's corners? Uh, Show I'm me your corners. Disagreeing with Trev there. Cameron Mitchell was solid. I don't I don't dislike his game at all. Starling Thomas also really solid for UAB. Oh, there's Mel He hasn't Black faced Black that top-level competition that you want to see, though. Hey, Makai Blackman is an interesting one. He wasn't the most elite safety. But I think he can develop, or I mean, not safety, but a uh, corner. Um, but I think he he can develop and be and be pretty damn good. I, I like Makai Blackman. Me too. I like him at SC. Oh, also like I also like Alex Austin from Oregon State, just because how gigantic he is and starting. Yeah, he's my uh, UAB. Alec Alec Aust- Alex Austin is my number twenty. He's my uh, like. corner that I got on there. So. I think there's like, a couple different options there. You can't go wrong, in my if, opinion. With if we are, if we are thinking corner here, I think, um, yeah, Jordan. That's why I stumbled over my words and said safety, but I think he he can play a corner in the NFL. So, um, if we're going corner here, Alex or Makai would those two would be. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I I go Cameron but, uh, or Starling personally. I don't, I don't know if, forward, if we're, if we're I'm going Brandon Joseph over any of these guys. Yeah, uh, he had that safety there. I mean, these safeties, man, these safeties are iffy. Outside of those, 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 uh, those first top three. I mean, personally, I got Brian Branch, Antonio Johnson, and J.L. Skinner from Boise. After that, you get kind of iffy with safety. And then this cornerback draft is so deep that I wouldn't be terribly mad to develop one of these late round corners. So, um, give me black uh, Matt, Matt yeah. and Damon. It's up to you guys on if you're thinking any other position, but corner or safety might be the pick here for it looks like most of us, or for me, Trev and Zach, and, uh, and Jordan in the comments. No, I'm good with either one. He said Joseph at safety or Blackman with the potential. Like I'm saying, like I think I think Blackman, his, his development, I think, would be a, a big thing. As for Alex Austin, I think he's more ready to play than Blackman. If uh, Zach, I don't know if you agree with me there. But um, I think. Uh, All right, so this is what we're gonna do, Demarco. Who you got? I gotta go with my board, man. I got Austin. I got Austin over Blackman. Alex, Alex Austin out of Oregon State. What do you right, think, Zach? You, Zach? you agree with that, Zach? I like the higher upside again. Late round picks. I'm all about upside, and I think Blackman upside wise has more to offer because of yeah. position versatility. So yeah. even though Alec, Alec Austin might be like the better pro, mm-hmm. Blackman offers me the ability to play safety. He means he means pro ready, pro ready, right. more pro ready. So like oh. if we were to take one and start today, he's in that uh, 
um, Austin would be better. But in the long term, I think we all like, understood that, man. No, I was I just like making it clear. I was just making it clear for anybody listening, watching. I want Blackman. All right, Blackman, Trev, bro. Respectfully, if Joseph is available, I'm running the card in. I'm running it in. Brandon Joseph, safety, Notre Dame. Give me that dude. He's he's taking Nick Cross's job, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, the hey, Damon. Damon. Yeah, Damon. The guy Black. Damon. Right there. Damon, we waiting on you, buddy. I said my guy Black. 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 Y'all waiting on me. Oh. Yeah, sounds like Blackman is the pick here. I mean, even Jordan has it in there. The only thing that I would argue against is Trev said he's running that um, Joseph pick in there. So I think. Uh, yeah, he's, he's too good to let slip, man. So Blackman. So it looks like, I mean, we're pretty split between Joseph and Blackman. So we may need to, uh, Matt, you got a coin there with you? You want to flip a coin? No, I don't have a coin. I don't have a coin either. I do not. Come on, guys. What are we going to do? Screw it. Take the safety. No, nah, we'll go Blackman. We'll go Blackman. Has I, I, I had Jordan's with me, too, in the comments. He said Trev. I know. That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's why I ended up. So, I mean, I think you one know of those guys maybe even be there next round. So, yeah, it looks like Joseph. Joseph. Might be the uh, also, just to add to the point, right, we've already taken a corner as well. Like, I, I don't want to double dip if we don't have to, even though we could not corner it and make up for it. No. But. Man, I was just about to guy. say. I was just about to say, Trev. If we take Joseph here, I'm pretty sure um, Blackman. Yep. Uh, He's still gonna be there. I agree. Austin, yeah, one of those All guys right. will still be there. All right, we'll take Joseph. Here we go. Let's go. go. These A pluses, bro. Dude, that, I mean, I'm telling you, if this, I'm telling you, if this is the draft, it's like you're looking at it on paper. There's no way. We they might be Alex, fighting over Alex Austin. Season. It is. See, Austin's still there. Take right one. There. there we go. Easy pick. Y'all want him? Pick. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I think that's right. there's no miss. All right, let's no. go QB and let's go find Max Duggan. <laughs> no, we're uh, we're <laughs> I wonder if Max is still there though. Is this our that's final pick? Max is gone. Nice. Max is gone, my boy. Hey, uh, going best available. I saw Anthony available? Bradford available, and he he was really solid for LSU last year. Cam Jones uh, is also a decent pick, even though I use um, no, hey, no, no, no. Cam Jones Trev. is trash. I Trev. will not hype up Nisa? any IU prospect. Yes, trash. <laughs> I use trash, but Cam Jones like stood out for a terrible team. He had like, he had like four ACL injuries in college. I mean, but, yeah, that's fair. Hey, Matt, you know who we missed? Who? We missed our guy. Uh, what's the name out of USC? The guard. Uh, Andrew Voorhees. We didn't even see where he was he at. Went, he, I guarantee that man went early. He's he's Damn. rated as the second best guard. I know. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the Smith grade, and I don't know hey, how the hell Ronnie he got a Bell. B plus when he could arguably be the highest rated guy. Yeah. There's Ronnie. Uh, hey, just just for fun, let's see. Uh, let's see who's available at running back here. Uh, Ashley's saying, uh, "Get a running back too." I don't want a running back. No, but with a late pick, you might get it. <laughs> Hey, as a guy hey, who watches the Suns out, Cam Peoples is nasty. I'm just going to – Yes, he I don't is. know if I want to take yes, him, but Cam Peoples is nasty. <laughs> that guy was a monster, We don't even man. need a wide receiver or a running back. Uh, no, we don't. We don't. We don't. He played at Appalachian State. His, hey, best, game, his best game Let me was just versus, say, though, uh, State, what was it, NC? NC? In, in yeah. Where he played no defense? 
What, what, what was Darius Leonard's best game in college? I think, that, I think that the total score in that game was like, what, like 130? It was insane. It was insane. Oh, but my. you can use that argument for every Sun Belt player, every lower conference player. And it, it, in the seventh round, I don't think it fucking – I don't think it matters anymore. I think you're you're picking off of what that guy showed on tape and what his, his potential is, right? That's and fair. if we're going off of that, I'm, I'm going I'm going camp people's. If it's like fourth, fifth round, yeah, no, I'm not touching that guy. But seventh round, okay. a guy that so, shined in the Sun Belt that was arguably one of the best players in the entire conference, there's an argument there. I got you. But let's refer to this comment then right here. Is this guy going to be a special team stud? Do you, do you truly believe that? I don't think he's fast <laughs> enough. He's a big dude. Because I think this is where Ballard would think right here. Yeah, and that, that's 100% fair. And that's a great point by Jordan is that we're probably looking at some kind of gunner, right? Yeah, and, so and I, don't know, I don't know if he's going to play. Was that. Ronnie Bell available at receiver? Yes. Ronnie Bell right now? Yes. Receiver from Michigan. He's available. Hey, Ford Wheaton was solid. Oh, yes. No argument that, yeah, if Ronnie Bell's there, I, I'm going Ronnie Bell. Me too. Yeah, that's the dude. And, and I think Ronnie Bell would be a special team stud. Hey, yes, Jordan, he would. you want to call in it? Yeah. Yep. Jordan said as well. It looks like that's four, Matt. Looks like that's the pick. I like Ronnie Bell. Those the fact that Cam Jones got drafted is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so we came in We came in with the goal of being as realistic as possible. The computer kind of made that difficult because they, their rankings are all over the place. But if we are somehow able to pull off this draft, man, it's it's a new age for the Colts. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, because that's that's a hell of a draft right there. You got hey, some guys uh, gonna get second Trev, contracts. You guys just got a four star safety, Deshaun McBride. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take all we can get, baby. Let's go. Um, but yeah, that's that's a hell of a draft. I mean, yeah, it was uh five A pluses and and three B pluses. Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing on. I think for sure though, even though like. Some of the guys available might not be the most realistic, uh, and, and we'll, we'll make that clear too. Like a lot of these guys are going to go earlier than where we pick them up. Obviously, we're going best player available, but just hitting the position groups how we did just now, I would love to see Ballard approach it with that game like, in that for, uh, priority as well. Yeah, I think I think we'll be able to tell from Facebook. We'll see how many uh, negative reactions we get because I think we nailed pretty much every position. Whether we went obviously quarterback. Inside uh, interior offensive lineman, cornerback, receiver. I think um, that should pretty much weed out all the yeah, people had said that we didn't draft a receiver, we didn't draft a corner. Runner, it, if you get Ronnie Bell in the seventh round, like you're set. That that guy, I think, will be a stud in the Yeah, I mean, or particularly special teams, probably with him. Um, but I, I I like a lot of the picks that we made. I do wish we would have got that inside slot receiver. But, you know, with Isaiah McKenzie being on a one-year and supposedly next year's uh, receivers um, receivers are supposed to be better. So, we'll so re- real quick, if you, if you guys are down, I want to go through one guy that you guys feel like we missed with this draft. Because I'll start big now. I keep saying it, but, dude, I- I'm so excited about Tyler Scott's poten- potential, and I want to see him in Colts Blue next year. So Tyler Scott in the third, man, more like fourth round. I, I'm I'm setting off fireworks if we get that guy. So Tyler Scott is the one guy that we missed in this mock draft that I would love to see next Thursday. Yeah, I'm not uh, – I was named. I have Tyler Scott. Like I said, he was my number 13. I think he could be a, a very solid receiver as well. So I, I, I wouldn't be um, – I would like that pick as well. That's something that I – I think Ringo. 
I think Ringo is the corner for the Colts, man. Yeah, physical. Man. That's the most physical. You cannot argue with me. I will argue with anybody. Ringo is the most physical corner, man up corner in, in, in college football. He is the best fit. He's the best fit day one for our defense. What we're missing. So I, I, I don't personally, think Rogers. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, I, I agree with the corner aspect, not the man aspect. I think he's struggling man a little bit, but I think in zone, I think he's. I may have got that backwards because yeah, he gets I beat think, deep. Yeah, he gets beat yeah, deep. I got yeah. that. I got I, that mixed up. My bad. I think in zone he's very elite, and that was a pick that I, I was saying I really wanted until we seen guard because of who we have at quarterback. So if we would have took Anthony Richardson, I think I agree with you with the Ringo pick being the second one, but the fact that if we had a Stroud, a little less mobile, I think that that John um, John Smith pick, I think yeah. that was the pick there because I think that yeah. guy. He brings that rookie level Quentin Nelson that we brought in that just straight. We're gonna maul, we're gonna get after you. I'm gonna kick your ass and I'm gonna smile in your face right. with my front teeth missing, like a hockey player almost. Yeah, just remind me of, and that's why I love that pick there. And I, I, I yeah. think Stroud has the mobility, but that's not how he wants to play, right? We saw him forced into it against Georgia, and he, he did it excellent, like that. That's but it's also the only game that we've seen him do that because he was forced into it by Georgia's nasty front seven. So he has the capability to be mobile, but that's not the play style he wants to pursue. Steichen made a good point in that, in that McAfee interview, too. Um, whenever they kept bugging him about quarterback, and they're like, do you have an idea of what your offense is going to look like? And he said everything matters about quarterback. So I think the matter of the draft, domino-wise, depends on who we're taking. I mean, receiver, guard, whatever. I think all those guys specifically depend on the quarterback we're taking, in my I opinion. I don't think – I, I don't. I don't think we take the same receiver. I don't think we take the same style of guard depending on who we take here. So right. I mean yeah, you I look think- at how you look at how they structure things, right? And how Steichen's offenses have been structured in the past. Everything is tailored to the quarterback. It's it's hundred percent true. Everything was tailored to what would fit Hurts best this last season, right? Playing in Philadelphia. And just their play style, like the, the QB sneak, they're not doing that with Carson Wentz, right? But it, it's everything they've done is tailored to the quarterback. <laughs> so I, I think you're hundred percent right. And whoever falls to us at four or if we move up that's going to determine kind of how we go for the rest of the draft and how we shape our offense moving forward. Well, I mean, Shane has known kinda, that he hasn't just worked with quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts. I mean, right. He worked, with Rivers, he worked with Rivers. But he did the same thing with those guys in which no, he could tailor it to those quarterbacks. I was just about to disagree with you on that, Trevor, on that point, because that QB sneak that worked for Jalen Hurts, that's the same QB sneak he ran with Gardner Minshew, and it didn't work. So, the reason it works with Jalen Hurts is that man squats like 600. He tailors the yeah. offense to that quarterback. So even that, when Minshew that did makes me... play, he changed up the way he would call the offense versus the way it was built for Jalen Hurts. Just, knowing, just knowing that Jalen Hurts squats 600 pounds makes me want to go to the chiropractor and <laughs> not leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude's an animal. God bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the prospect that I think Indianapolis, like, that we missed and or a prospect we think that Indianapolis will take, I'm I'm 100% sold out. I would said it earlier. People are all like, no, no way. It's Will Levis. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I'm <laughs> sipping everything. So did it so did Damon. Damon drank Dude, it, too. It had that both. in it. <laughs> it starts <laughs> both. In, we- it starts and ends with Will Levis, and I'm going to tell you why. Because while he struggles, he was hurt. He was hurt. He didn't have a quality offensive line. Kentucky was dog shit, it has to be said. Kentucky was dog shit. 
guys just don't forget how to play like that overnight. Yeah. And while, and while I know Jordan's going to get mad, and Jordan, I feel your pain. He I already understand. is. <laughs> I understand. I truly believe nope, on the whole nope, draft board, it is Bryce Young, Will Levis, and everybody else. Max That's Zubin. why I, I, truly, I truly believe that if Will Levis is on the board there at four and C.J. Stroud is there at four. And Over C.J. Oh, yeah. And Richardson is there at four because they've spent so much time with Will Levis. Because Just Ballard, seen, I know for a fact, has been there for two have years. Have y'all ever seen Levis Will Levis? Go ahead, DeMarco. Well, You're trying to talk about No, that. go ahead. Go ahead, Amy. Have y'all ever watched Will Levis get out of the pocket and run? He's he's cold. He he is dude, an actual full athlete. He I has wheels. Him at Penn State. He'll run you dude over. Was, he, he, he'll spin was, around don't you. Say, don't say him at Penn State. He was trash at Penn State. They only used him in running situations at Penn State. Exactly. Because he he's trash. He never got a chance to throw. Mm, not oh, at Penn DeMarco. State. I uh, See, if you would have said Kentucky, I wouldn't be saying anything. But Penn but, State, but, 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 he was trying, he literally got beat out by what was the oh, dude's name that ended up being a starter? Sean Clifford. Trace McSorley. Oh, Clifford. Okay. Clifford. And Clifford they, was not good. Right. How do you get I, beat out by Clifford? Because Franklin plays as seniors. Hey, people develop. Oh, yeah. people I mean, that's, that's also, that's also a coach's decision for his scheme, uh, right? Like Burrow was beat out at Ohio State, but he right. was clearly the best quarterback. Clearly better than Haskins. Right. Okay, but if that's your excuse, then why didn't Levis turn into Joe Burrow at LSU? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And no, I, I, I mean, I'm just saying the same. In my opinion, he Burrow had at LSU. Okay, he so, didn't have so, the talent so versus Joe Burrow had at LSU. My whole point is my whole point is here. If you're evaluating talent, right? Right. And you know Max who's a sure thing and you know who's not. Who are you going to spend Dugan. more time evaluating? The guy Max that you Dugan. have more questions about or the guy you have more answers about? Max Dugan. If, if I know Chris Ballard, Chris Ballard's putting in the same time for both of them and getting the answers he wants. So I truly believe Ballard so because he's, should... been, he's been on Will Levis' train for two years, solid, homie, solid. I believe Will Levis is a cool guy. They're putting out if... the shit they want you to hear. But if that's what you were saying, then the le- the bar would be for your number one and two would be Anthony Richardson or Will Levis because that's who they spend the no, most no, time with those I think, guys. I think it's Bryce Young and Will Levis. Is, but is they know Bryce isn't going to be there. So doesn't I matter. I think Bryce is – I view a base overall prospect. Bryce Young's the best quarterback in this draft by leaps and bounds. Then after nah. that – I don't everybody think so. else. So, not by leaps and bounds. Okay, so, I don't think so. Not by leaps and bounds. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's exactly. not that far ahead. The reason the reason everyone's having issues with picking a quarterback is because these quarterbacks are close. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, not one of right. them overpowers the other one. So when you right. say Bryce Young but is I believe the best by leaps and bounds, it's insane. Physical tools. Physical tools. Bryce Young, incredible accurate. You can't say, is, you can't say physical tools and not say Anthony Richardson then. Correct. Yeah. I'm not done. Physical tools or, Anthony or Will Levis. You see and that Levis called out for offer pets? you the exact same thing, but I think Will no, Levis. No, they don't. Absolutely not. They yes, they do, bro. They're both the really good in the pocket. Let's. I'm gonna make a hot take right now. They're the both only good quarterback, quality running. The only quarterback who is not a physical freak in this draft is C.J. Stroud. I disagree. I disagree. He showed he's it. Not a, he's not a phys- – no. He, does, he doesn't rely on it, but he has shown no. the ability. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about his running ability or his ability to play. I'm talking – not athletic ability. Physical ability and athletic ability are two different things. Right? Uh, like I said, it's a hot – CJ Stroud's the only one that's not a physical freak. I agree with you there. Well, I like I said, it's I mean, a hot take. 
And I think Will Levis over everybody on the Colts draft board at quarterback. That's just from me doing my personal digging, me asking the people that I've asked, and just with my dad's connections when he was in the journalist game, journalism game and writing sports for the Colts and shit in the 90s. You know, like me asking around, <laughs> like for real. Nice. Trent um, froze and they came back with the dog. <laughs> Like, no, I see, just think it's, see, I think it's just Will Levis. I do, I do understand kind of where you're coming from, Zach. But me personally, I'm thinking if I'm evaluating somebody, right? And obviously, we all think Bryce is up here, and right. everybody else is just a, a slight tier below, regardless. It's of marginal. The size. Yeah. Me, if I have more questions about a guy, I'm gonna spend more time evaluating to see if I get questions or if I get answers, and. I just feel like with Will Levis, the reason that you spend so much time with him is because you have more questions than answers that you want to know. You want to find out what makes this guy tick, where he's at, what's the the questions you have about him, why are people some why are some people so high, wonders why are some people so low on this guy, and I think that's what builds up the most questions. And then you got a guy who has who's like Anthony Richardson who you have questions about because he's only played 13 games and you've only seen so much of him. I, and obviously you've got CJ who could I want to, and then Bryce at the top. I want to cut you off there. I want to say that I disagree with you 100%. I think Zach spent more time on Will Levis, not because he had more questions. It's because he, he has this Will Levis is Chris Ballard's guy. It, it's yeah. just the way it's it's hundred percent. It's, it's 100%. I can't I can't out, disagree. Man. I can't disagree with the way Zach is looking at it. It, it makes sense. Z- Will Levis. He's been on being he's been what, on the Will Levis train for two years right. since Jordan Love got drafted. Dude switched his attention. I've heard it every week. Granted, I'm an hour from Kentucky. I've heard it every week. Colts were here with Will Levis. Colts are here. With Will Levis. That's going back to before he had the big year. Ballard Solomon was like, this guy's a freak. He's everything Indianapolis and Chris you Ballard. Wanna, you want to know why? You want to know why? Because he's got the physical attributes of an Andrew Luck. Because he's built like Andrew Luck. And he's he an doesn't have freak like he doesn't, Richardson. Now, stand by, stand by. I'm not saying he's got the athleticism and, and the quarterback talent as Andrew Luck. But he's right. built. He's built like, like Andrew. Yes. I agree. Thank you for clarifying that, because some people, even though you, we know what you're talking about, would have taken that. The That's right why way. I'm clarifying. I'm not. Cl- I'm not I wasn't yeah. clarifying that for anybody here because you all knew what I meant. But while exactly. I'm not, he is, he's not Andrew he, Luck as a quarterback talent, but he's Andrew Luck as a as a as a stature as how he's built. Yeah. If you put their silhouettes next to each other, they're yeah. the same. Yeah, just without the beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that, but that's where I think I think Zach is coming from. I think Zach isn't. He didn't look into Will Levis more so because he had more questions. He looked into, looked Will, into Levis Will Levis more because, because I think, like Mel Kiper, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft outside of Bryce Young. And trust me, I hate Will Levis when I went into this. You guys know this because I spent fucking three weeks watching his tape and telling you guys he's Carson Wentz 2.0. But then when you looked at it, you see these eerily similar things from his college tape to Carson Wentz's game. But when you also see it, you see that with coaching, the king, the, the issues that Carson Wentz has, Will Levis won't have because he'll have, Marcus in my bad. opinion. I just, I don't know. I still find that questionable because if you love the guy so much, you wouldn't spend that much time with him. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true at all. 
That's not if true I, at all. If bro, I love the prospect, I'm good. Here's a, here's a, yeah, yeah, I, exactly what Zach was about to say. Because when Ashley pointed me to Jonathan uh, to Jonathan Taylor, she was the one who pointed me to him that year. I wasn't even looking at him. I was looking at quarterbacks. Yeah, we had and Marlon said, Mack. Yeah, and we had Marlon Mack. So I wasn't even thinking running back. And she said, if hey, I love a guy, guy, I'm going to try and find everything I can about that yeah, prospect. She said, she said, look. She said, hey, Matt, go look at Jonathan Taylor. And I started watching Jonathan Taylor, and it was all of a sudden I was in love with this guy. And I just kept watching him and watching him and watching him. I didn't stop. It doesn't stop just because you like the guy. So I, I will say, just as far as the whole Levis debate, because you said earlier that if CJ and Levis are both on the board, you're still going Levis. I think any happens. I, I still disagree. I still disagree because I'm going to go ahead and CJ. But I will admit, uh, lately, even though it might be smoke screens and shit, Bailey, what I've been seeing about concerns over CJ not calling plays or constantly relying on Ryan Day, whereas Levis is capable of making those pro calls, capable of calling his own offense, uh, understands that, like that raises some concern. I'm not going to lie to you, but just from what's on field and what you can see week in, week out of the past year, two years, whatever, it's hard to say you're going to pass over CJ Stroud. I mean, he puts up insane numbers. I understand he's at a better school, better offense. So like when you weigh everything out, but I don't know, man, that's, that's, that's a hard position to be in almost to the point where it's like, you hope CJ is gone just so you're not in that predicament. Hey Zach, Jack Hughes just tied it up. It's one, one. Hell yeah. Good job. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> go yeah, I don't know, man. I <laughs> Go devils, baby. Let's go. I'm not beating, I'm not beating my tail, like my chest saying, Will Levis is my quarterback. I don't care. Like really beyond Bring it behind Bryce him. Young, beyond Bryce Young, it's literally one, a one B one C. I don't care. I'll be happy with either of the three. But knowing the Colts' tendencies and hearing what Ballard and, you know, Shane and Ursay want. Ursay wants a rookie. He wants a guy like Andrew Luck, built like Andrew Luck. He wants a guy who can be molded. Okay. guy who Those are three three guys who can be molded. They're three rookies. Then you hear with Shane's success with Herbert, with Phillip Rivers, with Hurts. I'll take it. I'll take it a step further, and I'll say when Shane said that he wants to throw, throw to score and uh, run, run to, to win. win. I don't yeah. think. I think that. I think that alleviates Anthony Richardson in my. That opinion. sounds like Anthony Richardson to me. No, it does not. Well, I mean, it does. Does not no, like Anthony Richardson. He's talking about scheme. He's not talking about quarterbacks, right? So throw to no, score. I'm points, talking about, bro. I'm talking about. I watched to win games. I, I Anthony watched. Anthony Richardson's Anthony not going to throw to score. I he's going to run to win. Yeah, That's he it. did throw to score. You better go watch that LSU right. game. Hey. I'm telling you this right now. I watched it one game. I'm talking about. I watched this guy all year, bro. Don't try and sit here and argue with me on this point, bro. I'm telling you, I watched this guy play all year. Richardson, Richardson throws to score yeah. and he runs yeah. to win. That's literally what he does. So you can try well, and argue with Richardson. Me if you want. I'm a I mean, the, the argument would be statistically he doesn't score that much. Then he didn't throw a ton of touchdowns. It's no, exactly. Exactly, he was running to score touchdowns. Right. Well, you so said throw to score and run to win. That's what I'm saying. Is that's that's the counterpoint is that he didn't score and, very much. And when but we I, ran I, the ball, when we ran the ball, the Gators won. I don't hold exactly it against Richardson because so, Richardson's offense was a run-first offense, and he did most of the running. Exactly. And the, the offense that he played in, they weren't disciplined in the passing game. However, yeah. Will Levis comes from a pass-discipline offense. He just has no talent. So, really, it's it's literally they cancel one another out. So they could hey, he, he, he came from a disciplined offense as a junior. That's what makes it even more question, questionable but, to me in that situation because it's like if you're looking I at think, talent – 
if everybody sits here and talks about how Colts don't have that much talent at receiver, we're looking at the the Will Levis that everybody says he downplayed, and we're going to bring him back into an offense with receivers that people say downplay. So we're bringing him right, right. back into the situation where people right. say he didn't succeed in, which makes no sense to me. So if we're talking about run, uh, run the win and throw the score, that either sounds like to me that sounds like a CJ or a Anthony Richardson. It doesn't sound like an Anthony Richardson to me at all. I'm just. I mean, I, oh, just, I, see, I but you're gonna you're gonna use the whole I've watched Florida all year argument, and I I see those arguments all the time. So I'll I'll let you. Go I mean. I, I, I still believe I still believe this. I think the Colts have a preference, and I do personally. This is kind of weird. I think Ballard likes the fact that Levis likes mayo in his coffee because he's a fucking weirdo. Because that reminds him like, <laughs> that's the deciding factor. <laughs> that shit is probably what Ballard likes. Those weird <laughs> kinks that make you know people all weird. That's probably something Ballard likes. That being said, what Anthony Richardson offers you is something that Will Levis does, and that's a day one run game. Not saying Will Levis can't run, but Richardson offers you a day one NFL run run game. Now, where Richardson game breaking running is right, where Richardson struggles, in my opinion, is the intermediate to short routes. If you ask me, where Levis struggles is his deep ball. Yes, it's pretty, but it's wild. But Levis offers you more. Levis offers you more short and intermediate. And if it's the same terminology and it looks similar to Frank Wright's system, it's a short intermediate shit. Yeah, that's not not in. But we're not in. If we're going to do, correct. If we're going to do spread it deep, throw to run, or yeah, throw to score points, or to score, run to win. I fully expect them to either a take Richardson and just say, if it's not there, throw it away deep, or it's a if your reads covered, run. But I personally think Indianapolis is taking Will Levis because how much time they've invested in him. After yeah, after just, reading everything just, I've read, I just find it tough to think all of that and then to think like how Ballard talks about upside. I just, I just, I, I mean, I think you either go after an elite passer. Or the highest upside. I mean, like but I said, you, you also have to remember, we're sitting here arguing as fans, and fans, we don't see exactly what the upside is on any of these guys. I we do. don't because no, you don't because you watch the tape. You watch the tape. You watch the game. That's fine. That's cool. We all do. We're all on the same equal level when it comes to that. But when you're a scout or you're a GM, you're not just looking at those aspects of it. There's more that they're looking into. So they're seeing higher upside in what they're evaluating. What we're evaluating is what we're seeing on YouTube. That's not what they're looking at. I mean, whether it's YouTube or you go back and watch the games, I mean, you can call it tape, however you want to call it tape. But, I mean, when you look at upside, you're looking at who's giving you the most. That's right. If, I mean, if, if Chris Ballard doesn't see Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, I'm just saying I don't care whichever one because, you know, I'll take either one. I exactly. love Anthony Richardson. You know, I'm not saying I don't Same. like Anthony Richardson. Same, because I, uh, yeah, I, I, I do, Same. I do like, I do like Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. So I'm me too. That point. Make that I'm clear. Not, I'm me not, too. I'm not, but, yeah. No, no. I think I think but our I only thing is, is we're just we're just reading what we hear differently. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just I think mean, Indianapolis is in love with Will Levis, and that's going to be their guy, that, that and they will live and die on that hill. It's completely fair. Yeah. And see, just like Jordan, said, Jordan says here in the comments, just just right here, 
Levis mechanics terrify me. Just wants to rocket it in there and it doesn't layer. That's why I'm passing. Uh, not oh, I don't think any so of us are passing CJ for him. Not, none of no, us yeah, I, I'm not. No, no, no. I know. I think that's where he get got the the idea from. Is where Zach says if if Levis and um, CJ are on the board at the same time that the Colts would take Levis. It's just like that's just so questionable for me because it's like if you get that wrong. That is such a bad yeah. mess up. Like, I, I just don't understand how that could possibly be the idea. Like, if you got CJ, Levis, whichever way you have them ordered, and you take Levis at that pick, I just think there's more to say. You messed up rather than you tried to hit the upside. I just don't think that's right. But I, in my opinion, I think they're love blind on Levis. I'm, I, that, that's my hot take. That's why I said it's a hot take. Don't kill me. Yeah. I really believe that Indianapolis is gotta, going to Jeff George to piss out of this. I got to keep remembering. <laughs> I got to keep remembering that you say that that's a hot the, take. Cause when best, it's just like, when I hear that, I'm just thinking that's the best. Bro, you like, like, okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to answer this comment real quick. I want to answer this comment real quick because this, this statement here is drives me nuts. 100%. Tez, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming in. I mean, they both went hold six on, and seven on. or something. Hold on. He says, AR will thrive in this offense more than Levis. I don't have to read anything else in this statement to argue with you. What offense? Shane hasn't said anything about off what specific offense we're going to run. Just because he says we're going to throw to score and then run to win doesn't mean he just explained his whole scheme. No one knows what offense we are going to run. This is not Frank's offense. This is this is Shane's offense. Shane worked with Jalen Hurts. Cool. That's what everybody's living off of, right? But he's also worked with Phillip Rivers, a statue. He's worked with Justin Herbert. Those are three different archetype quarterbacks. We have no idea what this offense is going to look like. So when we say one of these quarterbacks fits our offense more than the other, it's a little silly because we don't know what our offense is going to be. That's fair. That's fair. Fair. I mean, I think it's going to look a little more college-like, if that makes sense. I think it's going to look real, like, real college, bubble screens, read option, you know, RPO, traps, zone crap from underneath, and then throwing is all going to be quick. At least the first year is going to look real college-like. And then as they go on, they'll layer more on top of it. But early it's going to look real NCAA-ish. I don't, be, is, but, I don't know how we're going to be a but vertical if it, offense. We don't have vertical receivers. I, I, I will say this, but if it's Richardson versus Levis, I think if they go Richardson and he's the guy, it's going to be more run-based run downhill running early on right. than it will be with Levis. Because I believe with Levis, Levis offers you a little bit more throwing the ball versus Richardson who offers you way more deep and offers you a legit run game from day one who gives you that Lamar right. Jackson-esque run game where I can keep it on a read, a QB a QB sweep, whatever it is. I mean, that's just my two cents. So if you, whoever they draft versus if they take CJ, then I believe you're going to get, you know, essentially a pretty, a pretty true pro-traditional quarterback like you have with Herbert. I don't no. I don't know what this guy I don't know what this guy Tez is saying. He's talking about a vertical offense and then taking out the guy who's got the strongest arm in the draft. Dame, DeMarco, we can't hear you. 
Yeah, bro, you, you're you're mine. There you go. Nope, still can't hear you. Nope, you're muted. Nope, <laughs> you muted. Nah, try and move your mic closer, maybe. No, we can't hear you. Is your thing plugged in? Your cord plugged in? Your TV or to the? It's like I can hear him from a distance, but I can't hear him when he tries to talk. No. No, nah, bro. <laughs> He'll be right back. <laughs> he said fucking trade for Lamar. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, Rangers are on There's a power play. She must be a Levis guy. Levis ceiling is Ryan Tannehill at best. I mean, that's possible. That's possible. Uh-uh, bro. Ain't got nothing. I mean, that's certainly possible. And Levis or AR could be a bust. It really depends. I mean, yeah. you just don't know. You just don't know. That's why I don't want Indian. And I said it's a hot take. So please, please don't crucify me and think, oh, you're a Levis head. Because I really don't give two shits who it is. I don't care. I'm not invested in it like this. It's not my job. I do this for, for shits and giggles. Yeah, what 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 concerns me about people saying that, like Trev says here, Levis ceiling is Matt Stafford, is that Matt Stafford doesn't elevate anyone around him. No, but Matt Stafford gives you thirteen years in the championship, so I'll take thirteen Matt years. Stafford. In, uh, Matt Stafford got a championship because he had a team around him. Finally, I, I don't care if that's what it takes. Which, I'll but that, gladly but that's, take that. But that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking for a quarterback who's going to take this team. Not you guys got me now. Yeah, Matt. We Sta- yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, so Matt Stafford did not elevate Detroit ever. So when he went to the Rams, he had this stacked offense and stacked defense to go to the Super Bowl. And so I'm okay building can, the team like that. I really, I'm, honestly, I'm not. I'm not because um, they traded their whole future. <laughs> right. But honestly, I've, I've we've had this discussion before, Matt. How I, I 100% love exactly what the, what the Rams did. The only problem is the Rams overpaid for guys like Ramsey, Stafford, and Donald. Like, if you don't yeah. overpay, if you don't overpay for guys like that, and you keep people cheap, you can do that all day. Because you know, I'll take proven vets over picks ten out of ten times. But that's unrealistic. Um, right. Where was I going? Secondly, I don't need this quarterback to be Lord and Savior. He's not Andrew no. Luck. I don't want him to play like Andrew Luck. But what I right. want is someone who can at least elevate the players around them. They don't have to elevate the players to look elite, but at least Bro, lead just give them. Me steady, just give me steady quarterbacking. Give me Jared Goff. Give no, me average not, play at best. That's not, that's not steady quarterbacking, bro. Give me, give me average play <laughs> think, at best. Zach is talking about Detroit Jared Goff, not not. Yeah, not, not, hold not, on, hold on. Yeah, he had one year. He had one year. That wasn't consistency. <laughs> no, but I, I just want to say, I just want to say about this whole like thinking about the quarterback and the offensive scheme. We got to stop talking about this offensive scheme like it's Frank Wright's, like we've already seen it. We haven't right. seen like this I was saying, right. scheme right. that Steichen is going to put in with all of these new coordinators, O-line coach, running back coach. Like All of this is going to be different. We don't know what kind of offense we're going to run. So right. we need to think about whoever we draft, this offense is going to be tailored to. So whatever they do well 
is what this offense is going to look like. So it doesn't really matter who we draft. We need to remember, this is not going to be a vertical offense. This might not be a run offense. This is going to be a offense that is tailored to the quarterback that will then dic- dictate what we're seeing. Right. Absolutely. So that's that's what we need to remember. Right. So, I mean, even if it is Levis, it may not be a vertical offense because we've obviously all seen that vertical offense might not be something that Will Levis is doing so good rather than be a guy that's being pretty much a point guard and getting the ball to who he needs to get to. Same. And then same thing that if we do draft Anthony Richardson, it's not going to be like what he ran in college where he's just running around and, and throwing right. deep balls. Like right. he needs to learn that in the NFL pros that you got to protect yourself. We're not going to run you every week into cornerbacks and defensive uh, or linebackers and stuff like that and get yourself hurt. And then obviously we have the CJ Stroud option. Who's going to obviously be a point guard on his own and he's going to get, get the ball to his playmakers however he can. So the vertical offense thing or whatever we think we've seen before isn't something that we're going to see again. We get that, man, but his explosive plays weren't just from throwing the ball. Right. AR's dynamic. We're not, we're not arguing against AR right now at all. What we're saying is everyone keeps talking about who fits this system. No one fits this system at the moment. Yeah. The, we, system, yeah. the system is going to be built around who we draft. The system has so not if it's been AR, it's going to favor what AR does. As a matter of fact, let's just let's just rewind back a little bit, right? Steichen mm-hmm. has worked with Philip Rivers. He's Bass worked with Justin Herbert. We said all this when uh, you couldn't hear us. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. I just I just see what we're talking about right now, and it's like yeah. this offense is going to be tailored to whoever we draft like like yeah. it's going to yeah. have its own basics to the scheme but it's going to be whoever we draft that's what it's going to fit so we just got to remember like we're just fans we can't sit here and think that we know who's going to fit best and what's going to work when you have uh, no we, idea we, what the offense is going to be exactly we may all have our own preference but we got to remember that this offense is going to fit whoever's Look, there. My my preference is is that the quarterback starts in 2023 and 2024. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. What? Yeah, I, I, I think, think whoever I think whoever we draft Gardner Minshew will start in the first four games. Yeah, I think but they're still going to start in 2023. Oh, is what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, oh, you mean at some point? Yeah, okay. oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just, I just thought you meant week one. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Continue, continue, continued starter into the next year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. exactly, like Matt said, whoever finishes the season in 2023 is going to be our 2024 guy. That's 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 the. Con- continuous message here. I and I'm gonna say this, this is on my hot take. I don't think Gardner is gonna start the first four games if three of those four games are division Losses. games. Oh no division. division games. So uh, I think that the that the rookie could play all year long if I do a, too. If he has a good camp, if he pulls Russell Wilson and comes out and says, Hey, I know you guys played Matt Flynn like a three year 160 million dollar. My, my opinion, my opinion though is Seattle, if we take, if we take a guy at four, he's starting day one. I'm sorry, you don't take a top ten player and they don't play. Well, that's what I would do, but uh, it sounds like no. Depends, the again, it depends on the quarterback. So no, I think I, I don't think it does. I think if you're if you're a team who desperately needs a quarterback, you clearly don't have a starting quarterback. You have not named one, and you're taking a quarterback top ten. And le- unless, but let's say let's say in this in this situation. Top five. No, he needs to start. I don't care who it is. Right. I don't care. Unless it's Bryce well, Young Trev, or CJ. Well, Trev, I'm well, Trev, starting. Uh, Those are the Pat only Mahomes. two guys I'm it's starting. Pat Mahomes. 
Pat Mahomes was the was number ten pick. He wasn't and, the top four. And, and hold on, and they hold on, also let's, had a, they also had a top five offense. Yeah, yeah. Before. And let's not and let's not compare that. That's that's comparing apples to oranges because they had Alex Smith. We don't have Alex Smith. Alex exactly. Smith led them to the playoffs for multiple years. Yep. Before they we don't have a guy off. who's done that. So Pat was number ten, but he also had a guy who started ahead of him. He also had Andy Reid. We have a young coach. This young coach needs to start his rookie quarterback. Why? Because that's how they mold. That's how they build chemistry. That's how they, you know, gem together. That's how they gem. I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Work with me here. Because this is what I believe. This is what I believe is a real serious option. Unless they get C.J. Stroud. Because in my opinion, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the only two day one quarterbacks ready. I think both A.R. and Will Levis – We'll sit at least six games. In those six games, I think that they will get every practice rep possible because I don't believe Minshew is going to need all of those. I believe that they will be tutored with one-on-one individually on the side, and they will have their own selective film studies that they're going with. So they will prepare like a starter each and every week. Listen, if that's that's the plan. I I believe that's the plan. If that's the plan at four, then you don't take a quarterback. You take Will Anderson. Again, when the, I'm but sorry. you have to. I'm sorry, because no, no, you don't. No, you don't. Cold, because you have to. No, no. Where are you going to be able to, to go get if a you, guy that high again? If you, if you take a quarterback at number four and you plan to sit him for at least a month or a month and a half, you can take Hendon Hooker in the second and let him sit for a month and a half. You're going to get the same production later on because he's hurt anyway. I, I still I, I agree with Zach here. Uh, I think I think I think it's Anthony ridiculous. Richardson, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, I think they're going to sit for four to six yeah. games. Look at and how Ballard and Stroud, I think CJ Stroud is going to come in and compete from day. Yeah. I don't care. I don't yeah, care how they've operated time. before. I think that is the dumbest thing when you don't have a solidified quarterback Ballard right now. Butthole operates like that at all times. I just so, I just I don't mean he's he's Mister Safe. But and I get it. I get it. I just think it's the most retarded thing. That's all I'm saying. I don't and disagree. I mean, I get I get you guys are saying that it's most likely going to happen. All I'm saying is I fucking disagree with it 100%. I think it's the dumbest thing that the Colts could do. Right. 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 It's going to end up with style. I mean, the only thing that it's not going to is if Steichen says, yo, hey, I'm comfortable with the rookie starting. Let's play him. You know, but I. I also think that those first four games, unless they're all divisional games, personally, I think the season, the Colts are putting on this season anyway. I don't think it comes down to record. I don't think they give two shits about wins and losses. It's about how well that rookie performs. And that's uh, it. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I think nobody cares about the uh, how the season goes except for Jim Irsay. So that's why I say four to six. So I think depending on how ready this rookie will be able to go, I, like uh, Chris Ballard said, Gardner Minshew is coming in to compete. Those were yeah, his key words. It was not to to bridge a quarterback in. It was to compete. So whoever we're starting is coming in to compete so, from day one, so, which I that's why I think four to six games is the limit there, and it's just for a rookie to be ready to play. But then that goes against everything because if you're saying if you're telling me we're sitting at four, let's say mm-hmm. we bring a Gardner Minshew, we say he's here to compete. Yep. But then you draft yep. a quarterback at four, that's retarded. That's exactly that's what stupid. Indianapolis is doing, bro. But, but mean, hold on, but hold on, hold on. I mean, you can say what you want. I mean, that is the dumbest shit ever. That's exactly yeah, but I don't think, think about it smart. 
Think about it smart. You just wasted a fourth round pick. What if what if we draft Will Levis and Gardner Minshew beats his ass out and starts the whole season? He okay. becomes our starter. We just wasted a fourth round pick. We could have gotten somebody more important. That Ballard is a dumb said he's way okay to okay with a red shirt ear. No, but uh, that, that's but that's I why I said, that, that's, that's, why, that's another reason why I say that. That's different. A redshirt season, a redshirt season is different. It's different than bringing in a free agent to compete. That's two different, totally things. Two yeah, but di- see, totally that's why I said things. he. That's why I said he's coming in to compete, and in the fact that if if he were to beat out that quarterback, that's why I said Ballard's job depends on who he drafts that quarterback. Right. If he drafts a quarterback and it takes him a full season to become a starter, Ballard's gone. That means he got it wrong. So that's why I'm saying four to six games, literally just to learn the offense, learn the verbiage, what's your calls, and then boom. Like we can go two and two, take over, and that gives us the leeway to go ahead and try and run and take that division. Trev, 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 there is no system. There's no system. Well, he knows the offense. No, We don't have an offense. We just haven't seen no, so now we're no, contradicting no, ourselves. No, 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 no. I'm no, not no, no, no. contradicting us. I'm saying Gardner has more of an idea of what Steichen is going to call right. or want to see than right. us. We have no right. idea. He knows. He, right. like he, him, and Gardner can already be on a page of Gardner hey, knows the remember, base of the offense. Yeah, like remember when we did this in Philly? This is kind of what we're gonna look like here. This is we're, what I we're, want. We're, we're, we're adding. This to this. We're adding this shake route to this. We're adding this slant here. We're going to run the, the ball off this call. Like but the personal details to that offense, he won't know until we get the call. Yeah, exactly. It all makes zero sense to do. When you're when you're I, drafting a quarterback top five, it still makes zero sense to sit the guy. I got to disagree with you, bro. See, I, I, I disagree because I'm old school on that. I just think I just think old school and what? Need, old school historically, think, every top five quarterback starts from day one, except for Justin Herbert, which was a top yeah, six. Okay, but, okay but tell me, but tell me how many of those those guys that come in and they make that pick, how many are regular starters? How many work? All of them. No. No, Th- then name me one Mark. who was not a regular Na- starter. Name me all Mark of them Sanchez that were. Sanchez was trash. Trash. And he, he was a regular starter. Zach Wilson and was trash. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold Trey on, hold on. Lance trash. hasn't worked. You, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said Mark Sanchez was trash, took Jets to the playoffs. No, he didn't. That defense that. did. Come that on, bro. Did, bro. He was he a game pro. He didn't. Not Matt. Matt, no. don't do this, no. bro. Y'all are Green wrist, red wrist. I mean, come on, bro. Even even, even his linebacker, too. even his linebacker, Bart Scott is on TV all the time on Get Up talking about, yeah, we had Mark Sandbag that sit there and all he had to do was just sit there and don't fuck up the game. And, and that's Herbert, And he didn't. And, and he didn't. Sad. And he still won. Yeah, but that's not, that's not, that's not good. That's just, that's just, that's just holding, the, that's just holding the plate so somebody else can take it from you. Like, come on, Matt. You got to understand this, bro. You like, it's like you just giving a little bit of time to that guy to get it right. Make sure it's ready, and then you put him out no. on the field. You don't want no. to draft this guy not early five. and then not just throw five. him to the wolves. Not top five, bro. That's how you kill someone's confidence, bro. You're paying this dude millions. You're paying this I dude. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's but you want to get it right. Like it's like Chris Beller says all the time, homie. we got to get it right. We got to get it right. I understand what you're saying. You want this guy to come in, but that's that's the same Colts fan thinking of we got to have a savior. 
we don't want this guy to come in thinking he has to be a saver because look at what but that's not what you Levis. but that's not what you fucking expect your one that's what i'm saying you start the guy for development he doesn't get those reps in practice he gets them right but they're not the same reps as game time you wasted see, six you wasted six weeks of development that bro, he could have gotten in no, game time. See, hold on because because no you no yes because you're not expecting to win the division you're not expecting this guy to be the savior. So if that's the case, you start him so he gets that development. No, but see, that's Practice what I'm trying to tell you. I understand your point, is slower. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. I understand your point, though. But the problem is, is I'm I'm not saying no problem. he's sitting there. He's it's sitting facts. there not getting reps. I'm saying when he's out there sitting, he's sitting to develop to be the starter. But, not you just sitting to but watch. you're not. But you're not fucking developing if you're not getting that game time presence. But that's what I'm I, saying. That's I, why you split the that's why you split the reps instead of doing what a normal backup would do being 80, 20, 80, 20 percent between the, reps, the week. But, no, I, but, saying, this is, but that's my argument. Practice reps are not the same as game. So if you split, if you split 50-50 in practice, it's still not the same as getting game time reps. If, yeah, if, still, if you are not going into the season expecting to win the division or make the playoffs, you give this guy every single game to develop. But why not use it as a yeah, red shirt and get him mentally right? Because the yeah, red shirt, no. mental reps aren't shit. But out of They're seventeen nothing. games, he's still going to play thirteen to to to, to uh, eleven to thirteen of those games. Yeah. He's still going to play. No. That is a he's lot. That is plenty those. of. You games. guys, get, everybody keeps sitting here naming Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and dudes that were just. They were all trash because they got thrown to the wolves. Okay, and that's fine, but you still got to do it. No, you don't. That's what Listen, Peyton Manning hey. was trash year one. That is right. fact. Come on, man. You name no. it on no, 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 chill, Manning. chill. No, it's not. Chill. Oh, Josh Rosen was traded after his rookie season. Look at how he was trash. So was Look it Peyton how, fucking Manning? Look at how Kenny Pickett was developed. I truly believe that's the new way and age of how NFL quarterbacks Absolutely. are that developed. Is the way. Every everybody everybody wants this guy to you the first game he plays to throw fucking seventeen thousand touchdowns in that first game. It's not going to happen. No, no, but we're not I expecting like, him to go. We don't crazy. expect that. I don't. That's expect what everybody that. wants, right? No, we I want at, we want to him to properly not just get thrown into it and say, "There you go." He sees four games of Gardner Minshew. What to do? What not to do wrong? Then and you Gardner Minshew is going to show him what not to games. do every single time. We don't okay, have the quarterback. Then that's perfectly but, fine. But that's, that's we perfectly don't have fine. the quarterback. We do okay, not have the. So if that's the case, bro. then you don't sign bro. Minshew. If that's the case, you don't sign Minshew. And you let Nick Foles do that so shit now for you, two games. So now and then you, you let don't, him come in. So now you don't start either of them. You start the fucking rookie because Gardner Minshew is not the guy for the fucking rookie to sit behind and learn. No, that's Everyone's the perfect guy to learn Patrick from. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith, a guy who did elevate his team. A guy Alex who yeah, wasn't elevate solid the starter. team, though. He was just a, a oh stable Oh, my God. Team. See, no, now you guys are bullshitting. Now you no, guys are no, bullshitting. The way Kenny Pickett was developed is how I think. I, I heard you. I, I heard you. I'm, I'm done with the debate because clearly it's fucking insane to think that a rookie needs to go ahead and start to get the actual fucking reps to develop. No, we're not saying it's crazy, bro. I'm saying you split it evenly to where this guy can see what it looks like versus what it shouldn't. And then, who, boom, if you want to go four games who out did, of him, then that's fine. I said I'm done. I said I'm done with that. But who did Stafford, who did Stafford elevate? Who? 
No one in Detroit because they didn't make the playoffs. They made the playoffs once when he had Calvin Johnson and he had one guy to launch the ball to. Yeah, Matthew Stafford didn't elevate anybody. The Lions didn't draft I'm, anybody I'm talking, to I'm, talk, I'm answering Trev's question, not yours. When I this is a conversation yeah, you can't we were get having bad, bro, and cut off everybody else for your argument, bro. When that's, we're that's all you've been doing fight. this whole time is cutting me off. No, because you're the only one upset that we're sitting here saying that the guy can sit. You're saying it's stupid instead of just hearing the it argument is, as for what it is. I, I don't did think hear the is. argument, and I, I just, don't I just, agree with it. A, I think it's a just just a different opinion that you should be open to because of the fact that everybody doesn't need to start just because they're top five. That that, that just sense. doesn't have to be the way. Because you can't, you can't really name too many that came in top five and just were ready to go. Yeah, unless There's you're generational, I'm not starting you week one. That's what I mean, I'm saying. So it's just, I'm just saying, just be more open to it. I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, we don't want to throw the rookie to the wolves. If you can look back and see every top five that sat there and got thrown to the wolves, how many worked? And it's I'll not many. I mean, like truly, like generational quarterbacks, most don't start week one. Those guys that are freaks, like the Mannings, the I mean, hell, you could even say the Brady's, um, the Trevor Lawrence's, like Mahomes. Trevor probably, Lawrence, I mean, it took Trevor Lawrence how many years? It took this him a whole, third, a, whole right? a whole, uh, it took him a whole Three year. Years? The Three whole first year, I throw years. out because it was gar garbage. Last year, he was incredible with proper coaching. He started that year. I mean, started. He both. did start. He, he didn't did look start. good the first. Like and I didn't good, say the I did not say the rookie had to look good. That is my point. Yeah, and that's why I said I get what you're saying. But the issue I, is the issue is is that these quarterbacks they come in they play year one as a rookie and if, if they look bad they look they they get thrown to the fucking side and they're trash. That's well, the problem with the NFL the, today. The no, GM that, and the regime. Right, and you're t- and everybody's right. giving me examples from the New York Jets. The New York Jets have t- trash. They've always been trash. Okay, so my thing is, is Matt. So look right here, like right, right you, you, you liked uh, Josh, Josh Rosen. I did. You've said multiple times that he was treated unfairly. Yes. So say we come out and we draft Levis or Richardson, whoever, and they come out and their rookie season is just complete trash. Chris That's Ballard. What I'm gets, Chris, Chris Ballard gets canned. That's because fine. this rookie quarterback is canned. Now this new G comes, G, GM comes in, and he says, "Oh." This guy was trash. I didn't draft this fucking guy. Let me go get Caleb Williams or Drake May. That's another quarterback that just gets thrown out because a GM got fired because he couldn't develop. And that's a dumb situation. But that's what that's that's what's going to happen. That's the business of the NFL. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. And that and that's not how it fucking should, is what I'm saying. But that's what we're arguing is that's why we're saying that's why we're saying. You start the rookie in the in the idea that he's not going to be good his first year, but those reps are important. So can you say? Can I don't, you say, I don't disagree say, with that. Okay, so I Matt, do so, not think Chris Ballard should be fired if this quarterback has a bad first year. Okay. Oh, I, I, well, I, I if, don't. If, if that's what the opinion is, if Jim Ursay agrees with your thought there, then I'm I'm totally with you, bro. But I, I just, I, I, but I just, I just, there's just no chance in my mind, yeah. like zero percent chance, that if this rookie starts week one and he is just not good in his rookie season, regardless of what happens in year two, I just do not think Ballard keeps his job. No, this is it. This is the make or break yes. year for Ballard. That's why I personally believe. But the first but you can't games. but you can't put that on him on his on a rookie quarterback. You can't. No, you, you can't. can't be like, no, oh, he's not, I'm, it's I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to put it on him. I'm just putting it on the business of the NFL. 
Right. It's that's, unfair, but that's also the unfair reality of the NFL. Absolutely. And so, I, I mean, like, I mean, I it, it's like, I don't want to say I agree to disagree with you. I agree with your point. As long as Ballard's not the one who has to take the fold of this, I just think whichever quarterback he drafts, depending on what happens, like how we've all sat here and said six to six to eight games is about our win margin. If we don't hit in between that mark with this quarterback, I think that's the difference between Ballard losing his job or not. Right. Right. If and that's, that's just our only differential there, Matt, I would say. Anything less than six games, I think Ballard is canned. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. That's, the only that's way he's not canned is if the rookie comes in after sitting or playing and gets hot and shows massive improvements. Yep. And if he shows the, the quality improvements like Kenny Pickett did, this is where I was trying to go with it. And he shows the, the quality improvements like Kenny Pickett did in the second half of the year where he's able to keep his job. And then they build upon it by adding talent to the Colts roster and adding weapons. Then I think we're set. But anything less, and Richardson, Stroud, whoever it is, Levis, all of them, they look meh. Then I really do believe it could be, hey, we got another one year rental, and next year we're gonna, you know, go get Drake, or go get Caleb Williams, or go sign another fucking vet from another team until the new GM gets a guy he likes. Like that's just my opinion. Yeah. Because you, you're right. You can't sit a rookie a whole year unless that GM has security from right security from the owner saying he can sit a whole year because I'm not going to fire him. Now, I personally believe Ballard has that security because Ursay's pretty much done said he's going to get his his three years. This is a three-year project. Mm -hmm. So, to me, I personally think that they could sit this rookie a whole year why I don't know. I see. Yeah, but that, but, with that part, I I don't think sitting them a whole year is where I. I but past six games, I think I think Ballard's back regardless. He's not going anywhere, not till that contract runs out. Ursay's too damn cheap after firing Frank. He probably don't have the money to do all that. Come on, Matt. All oh, devils <laughs> are tied. Devils are tied. My bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I just wanted to know, like, is is that what you're thinking? You're thinking that this rookie starts day one and Ballard is safe regardless of what happens. Yeah, I, I from a coach aspect, man. If I'm if I'm Shane, mm-hmm. I want to start the guy, and it's just because of the coach mindset that I have that right. I want to develop him on field. Practice reps aren't the same as they are game reps, and I think quarterbacks should be able to, and Zach Wilson is one of those guys that should have never been a starter from day one, no matter where he was picked. Everybody knew that. And that might be the same with Will and AR. I think I think Will Levis and AR could both start from day one and probably develop faster. Zach Wilson should not have. Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen should have never been traded, in my opinion. That whole team was trash. But... That's Real- just me, man. From the coach aspect, man, when I want to develop a guy, I, yeah, I'm going to spend one-on-one time with him, but he's going to get reps in game. And the worst part about being a quarterback is it's not a rotational position. Real quick, it's not like, it's not like, right. It's not like wide receiver. It's not like DB. It's not like running back, you know, defensive line, offensive line. Any of these other positions can be rotational for these guys get to get in game reps. 
a backup quarterback does not get in-game reps unless the starting quarterback gets hurt. Absolutely. Real quick, why why do you believe that um, AR or Will will be ready day one and Josh Rosen I don't, was not? I'm not, I'm not saying – no, Josh Rosen was ready day one. I think Josh or, Rosen – I mean, uh, Zach Wilson, my bad, my bad. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was a pro day freak. I think he just had a good pro day. He upped his stock on pro day, but I don't think Zach Wilson was ever that good. I don't think he had the maturity to be able to start in the NFL. I got you. I got you. Like met, like personality-wise, I just don't see it. When I see it with AR and Will Levis, I think they have the maturity. I think if there's if it's between either of the two, Will Levis, I could see him sitting. That's fair. See, I think both Levis and AR need to sit because I believe the flaws that they have, you can coach. And the only way to properly coach them is to get the reps. Trev, I know you're done walking your dogs, man. Hop back on here, man. Stop coming. Fo- Hop back on here, bro. <laughs> to focus on specifically fixing those areas first before they play in game action. So now me, that's, now me, that's my thinking. Me like, seeing if, it be able to happen is one thing. Me agreeing with it happening is a different is a right. different thing. I don't you know because. With it. If you're going, my opinion, if you're going to take AR. I got it. I got it. it. Go ahead. Keep going. If you're going to send – or if you're – send me a link. Okay, cool. Um, If you're going to take AR, he sits because there's some things in his throwing motion he needs to clean up. There's some things, you know, however they want to coach some things, whether it's terminology, whatever it might be, they need to clean up. Same thing with Levis. You know, footwork for for Levis. Um, Again, terminology, um, fine-tuning some things before he gets those actual game reps would help him and this or that. That's why I'm not opposed. I personally believe very old-school NFL. Man, you draft the guy, you don't – he doesn't even play for the first year. The first year is essentially a redshirt year because, you know, you got that fifth year. So regardless whether you like the guy or not, he can essentially study film for a whole year and learn that way. If he learns that way, that's why I'm not truly in your heart of hearts. Do you believe like, like, do you think that you would want to draft a quarterback at number four and have them sit all year and, uh, and watch this mania, like regardless of what we do in the draft? Me personally, like in my heart of hearts, like if I was GM and those shoes were on me, yeah, I have no problem doing it. Yeah. Because what's one more you're going to do? Especially, what's one more you're going to do when we're going to suck, but we're going to have a tons amount of cap space that next year and I already have my quarterback figured out. And it, I can deal with the growing pains on the field because mentally he already will know what to do. And then I can use that pick next year to go get another stud at another area of need and another position of need or a want and make my team better that way. That's why I have no problem sitting a guy. And if a team wants to, you know, Hey, we'll trade you. Then I'm taking the ransom for picks that I'm going to get for it. And I'm going to use those picks to, to, to essentially stack the monster. That's why outside of Bryce young, there is no quarterback in my mind who I hate, who I say they have to be a day one starter. Cause I'd have no problem sitting CJ for four games. Yeah, see that that's that's tough for me. I, I only disagree because like I mean I guess if, if you're Ballard and you get reassurance from Ursay that like hey this year isn't 
isn't depending on QB or whatever. Right. Um, then I, I, I could agree. But me personally, I just think that um, like now, I, I just feel like I feel like his job is dependent upon right who he takes at four. So like like Matt has said, if we're willing to sit a quarterback and we were to take like a, a, a Will Anderson and then draft him and Hooker in the second round or something like that or, or jump back into the first to try and take him, then I will completely agree. But I, I truly, truly believe in my heart of heart, I think his, his job is completely dependent upon right. who, that's fair. who we who we draft at quarterback and, and how they perform, how this team performs. Because that's if fair. we do not win more than four games, if Ursay does not see that improvement, Regardless of what it be like, if we like if we win four games, but our defense holds every team to like fifteen points, then I would completely understand. But I, right. I just think that I just think that however this team performs, if we don't get more than four wins, Ursa is going to call that a wash. That's and fair. I think and in today's NFL, your first round picks you have to get immediate returns on in some way, shape, exactly. or form. Exactly. Like so, so I understand that trend. But I'm also all for bucking that trend and saying, yeah, that's what everyone else does. But here, this is how we're going to do it because we talk about culture and setting a precedent. Yes. So for me, I have no problem sitting a rookie. Yeah. Oh, what's up, man? Hey. What up? Um, I have no problem sitting a rookie, whether whoever it is, one full year and allowing them to develop. If I'm assured that my job is still sitting there on the table. Now, if it's one of those things where you draft a guy, you have to have success with this guy and anything more than four wins, like you're saying, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, Hey, this is the fucker I'm getting. This is the dude. He's day one. And you better go get me six fucking wins because if I'm getting fired, everyone here is getting fired and I'm pissed about it. I'm beating on the table. Real quick, uh, real quick, just want to welcome our first guest. Uh, this was kind of thing that just happened real quick. Welcome Jordan Kibbe to the show. Appreciate, Appreciate you for yeah. coming on. Um, we've been running a little, uh, uh, rather longer than we normally do. So I, I think this has been really getting some hot topics, some debates here. Um, we we're just going over what Zach was saying. He was saying that Chris Ballard should feel like he is safe if this is where we're heading, um, regardless of what we do with the rookie quarterback. Um, so Zach, I just want to say to, to, to answer that to you, I think that if he's gotten the, the go ahead to, um, to just do what he wants to do in that situation. And if coach feels like the quarterback is ready or not, if he's completely safe on that quarterback, then I completely agree. Me personally, I don't think he's safe. That's exactly why I would do what I would, you know, whether it be the four to six games. Um, but that's just how I'm feeling there. Um, but to your point, if, Ballard is safe and we're setting the precedent and and this is how the Colts are going to operate, then I completely agree. You sit that rookie for the time that you need to and just uh, hope it doesn't turn into a a Trey Lance or a uh, Jordan Love situation. But Jordan, uh, since you're new to the show, Matt, if it's cool with you, you want to go ahead and chime in on this situation? What are you thinking at quarterback? How long do you think they should sit? When would you start them? Who would you take? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I definitely think it's a huge debate always every year. I think it comes into question with every rookie quarterback that comes in the league. I don't I don't think there's ever really a clear cut unless it is those guys that were like a Peyton, like an Andrew, like a Trevor, a John Elway, those guys who were the clear cut number ones. 
you're usually always like the situation with Trevor, it was different. They didn't even sign anybody that year, the year they were going to draft him. They didn't sign like a gardener. So I get the arguments both sides. Um, I mean, I'm cool with either or. Um, if, if we are, if we know Ballard is safe, if Ballard is safe and confident that he knows he's good, absolutely. Let's throw him out there. There's because Matt is a hundred percent, right. You're never going to get any better reps than in-game reps. But also I think if we're saying, Hey, we got to contend for a playoff spot and we're saying, Hey, we got to throw this rookie out there. Is that the smartest move? I don't know. But then I'm also definitely in agreement with Zach where, if it's a Bryce or a CJ, I'm not even questioning it. They're our starter day one. And even Levis has gotten to that point where, I mean, I agree with Zach. I mean, I think everyone knows my opinions. I'm a not a Levis guy either, but I do think he's also got the potential to go out there and be a day one. They're truly the only quarterback in this draft that I would be scared to say start day one is AR, just because he's so raw. That's fair. Do you think – now this is, this is where I get – my issue because I think AR has the higher ceiling, but I also think he's the harder, the hardest quarterback to develop because he comes from an offense that is so run heavy and passing wise at Florida, at least in my opinion, they were so undisciplined in their routes that teaching a pro offense to him is going to take a minimum of a year to a year, really a year and an off season to truly see the dividends on a guy like AR versus Levis, who two NFL offensive coordinators as his coordinator in college. And while he shit the bed throwing the ball essentially deep, he's going to be able to pick up the terminology faster. So in that aspect, you can work the kinks out with game reps, but I don't believe his ceiling is higher. Is that a fair assessment? So, yeah, I, the the only thing I would argue there, though, is and yeah. especially I think now that teams have seen it, it's the same question that was with Lamar Jackson. That's why he's dropped so low the night he was drafted. Everyone didn't know what could he do, and but then everyone seen, oh, we draft this guy, and immediately they were a playoff contender, and especially one of the right. toughest divisions in football. So, I mean, yeah, it's a question, especially because you could argue Lamar was more developed. He was a Heisman Trophy winner, um, but. I think I think I think both assessments are fair. I would be my would be where I would go with that. See, in my opinion, there I think regardless of who you draft, I don't think like it's normal. Like, because like if you think about a normal situation, a backup quarterback is going to get like twenty percent of the reps, thirty twenty right. percent of reps. And I think in this situation, when you're trying to work in a rookie, just like Matt had the concern about like if you draft a guy day one, he needs to be your starter day one, or I mean, uh, top ten, he needs to. Be yeah, I was going to say not day one, not day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, at, I'm, at, uh, I'm at top ten. Anywhere after top ten, 10 I'm like, okay, you can, you can go ahead and. Yeah, say yeah, it. exactly. So I just think that when you draft a guy in that top 10 just like Matt was saying his concern was was not starting I think from that jump you're starting reps instead of it being like an 80 20 or a 70 30 between uh rookie versus whoever's there I think it needs to be a 50 50 rep the entire way so I think that was the whole point of Chris Ballard saying this guy is coming in to compete so if both of these guys are getting 50 50 reps we're seeing both of them with starters with backups starters with backups and we're saying it's all the way from April to September so we should know by right. September comes, we should know who our starter is, or we should know if it's even an even 50 50. I think we'll know 50 50. Then I think our rookie needs to be that starter and he could be able to take over from that day one. Like I think, that. I think we'll know by week two of the preseason who our starter is going to be. 
Absolutely. I think that's who we'll know. So, and that's going to be like mid-August. I think we'll know exactly who. Yeah. So, Matt, you're pretty much agreeing, right? That 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 should be the 50-50 so you know oh, what it's looking I like. Wasn't, I was never arguing that point. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't mean you were arguing it. I'm just saying, like, do you think – I think the 50-50 reps, so you're yeah. seeing no, 100%. Who's, who's not. So by the time yeah. you get to camp, you should know but, who's but we ahead have, and who's not. We also got to look at it like this because we have four quarterbacks that are on the fucking roster. If you think we take a quarterback in the draft, we're going to have four, four quarterbacks. Four, yeah. Yeah, Foles is still on the team. Oh, Foles we got three right now. I'm tripping. I'm, I'm yeah. Tripping. That's where it starts to become a I little – I forgetting uh, Nick Foles is, is on the roster. Someone's going to get cut <laughs> real quick. Mm-hmm. Jordan, go ahead. And yeah, I think I just, it's going to be Nick. Oh, yeah, just real quick. Say, just real quick, I actually don't think we announce, depending on who the opponent is. Say we get another season where we start out with a division rival as week oh, one. Sounds there's like 99% a hun- percent of the time. <laughs> there's a 100% chance that we hide the hell out of that or we say, oh, it's Gardner. It's Gardner all day. And then, boom, it's the rookie going out there getting the snaps just like they're pulling like they did with Matt Ryan versus the Raiders where no one had a fucking clue that he was even going to go. And then all of a sudden, here he is. So that's a valid point. Now, now another spinoff to that. Do the Colts fuck around and take in Hooker later in the first? Do they trade back actually, up? And, actually, do they trade back fact, up and take Hooker? Actually, as a matter of fact, I was I was gonna ask that real quick to Jordan uh, that, but I just want to ask like Jordan, like if we do go quarterback or if yeah. not, what was your suggestion? on that 35th pick since you were in the comments and didn't get a say there on whether oh. if you are taking quarterback, if you're in on that at 35 or if you're not on that at 35. No, 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 no. Just what I threw out there just because we did interview him as the top prospect visit. And because he's a tweener, I, I was talking about Brian branch um, because teams are Bro, he's a bomb. I don't think he's a bum. I, think, yeah. I, don't, I, I completely disagree. Fair. I, this dude, I, I completely think this dude is kind of the new NFL weapon, but they're still worried because he's not a true corner, but he's not a true safety. So I just think he's one of those players. But getting to Hendon Hooker, I think people are really starting to see what I think I've been thinking of is that this dude, if he what did not get hurt, if he does not tear his ACL, yeah, he was, he was he's, my number, he's my number yeah. one if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, yeah. He was my number he's he's yeah. still my number three because the top two I think have solidified themselves as the top two through the process. But he's number three but he's in question and you're okay as, as a top five pick. But I think because he's interviewing so well, I mean he literally got invited to the Reese Senior Bowl and they don't ever invite injured quarterbacks, but they invited this guy because he is that good. And he is starting to get the talks that this dude might go in. There's a possibility he could go in the top 15 just because teams are going to be scared and be like, we don't want to verse this dude. And, yes, he's 30 years old. He's coming from a spread offense. or 20, He's 25 years old, whatever. I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, he's like no, 27, 25. dude. Well, because like 25, I think. He's older. But, you know, Joe Burrow was older, too. Right. All these – I just don't – I don't think age – can even be a question when you look at talent, and he's one of the most talented quarterbacks. So that be think my the system that he comes from hurts him though, because it, it's it, a it's a veer and shoot offense. It's it's literally a combination of two offenses. That yeah, I don't even think they've ever ran before. Like that's the only question people are having on him. I think right now is the system he came from the run and gun shoot offense where it's spread. You throw you're throwing deep all the time. 
that's the one question is, can he actually perform in a pro-style offense? But Do you I think truly believe that hurts him? No, not at all. Decision-making, he's cat quick, man. Yeah, He's got I mean, the mental. But see, like I, that's, see, that's my worry, though. That quick decision-making. In the NFL, a lot of times you don't get your first read. If you got a smart defender, like if you listen to the Pat McAfee show, you get um, – um, uh, is Jordan uh, trying to come in here twice? No, I think he, he's just putting on his headphones or something. Can you guys hear um, yeah, I, it's pretty quiet, but we can hear you. I can um, turn up. Okay, um, here we go. Pac-Man, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Can you all hear a me? Lot of times, a, a lot, yeah. yeah, we can hear you clear. Um, a lot of times NFL's uh, defenses want to take your first read away, and that's my worry. When you can't make that quick decision, are you able to get to your second, your third, your fourth read, and sometimes back to your first? And I think mm-hmm. that's the problem with that quick offense. Um, that that's my worry with the Hendon Hooker offense and stuff. I don't like think that. I don't that's think with that. Hey, Trev, man, stop coming and get back in here. Just I don't wanna, get in. I don't want to hate on somebody about their quick decision because a lot of times the quick decisions could be how it's, quick they move off of that first read at the same time so absolutely absolutely it's one of those things where he 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 makes he makes quick reads Mm -hmm. is a good way to put it he could read whether that first that first look's going to be there or not Mm -hmm. absolutely trev's not going to come back in wifey got mad at him i think think mine's asleep so mine just went to bed so i don't know i don't know how mine's asleep i'm over here yelling (laughs) mine's still at work so yeah, I know it's early for you. It's late for me. It's almost like ten o'clock here. Uh, oh, it's geez. eleven here, man. <laughs> seven seven thirty. Seven thirty. Eleven thirty here. My kids probably going nuts. I still got this Devils game on, man. It's still tied. <laughs> nah, ain't no bedtime, Trev. You the man of the house, man. Let her know. I know, right? Put, put your pants <laughs> put on. Your, on put your pants on. Put your foot down. <laughs> so, no, Jordan, own... so Jordan, say we do. Say we do go quarterback. Who do you mm-hmm. got at thirty-five? We we all have kind of like like God. separated our preference at, at, out of a garden corner. I don't know if you have any difference there. Hold on, I want to. I do want to say. I do want to say it, it's garden corner for me. But if Kincaid is there, I'm taking him. Yeah, I mean that was the other two that we had. So Matt did a mock draft. He had uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Um, Damon had uh, Jamar Gibbs running back out of Alabama. So mm-hmm. two two very versatile guys where you're taking best player available because they are there. And yeah. I mean, it's just too tough to pass on what you got at 35. I mean, regardless if it's guard or corner, if you had a position there. Well, I will say I agreed with Matt heavily. I do not want a fucking running back at number at the second round. Um, if we're going, if we're going offense, give me an actual playmaker at the receiver or tight end position, because and honestly, tight end is one of those things where because we look at what Shane has done, he's always had success with multiple tight ends, and we still don't know about Jelani. Yes, we're saying Jelani's our guy, but there's still question marks. We don't know if he's going to be that guy. So yes, if a Dalton Kincaid or one of those guys are there, absolutely, let's grab him. Um, but. And that's where I've been is I think, honestly, I'm more offensive playmaker, especially because the receiver class is getting a lot of questions. So there's a possibility one of those top guys, even say a Quentin Johnston from Johnston from TCU, there's a possibility he could fall out of the first round. Are we really going to say we're not going to take a no, risk on him in the done. second round? Like, are we really going to say? I do, I, <laughs> I do think he. I do think he's a second round guy over a first anyway. So if he is yeah. a second, I'm taking him. 
Yeah, no, because really, honestly, when I look at this receiver class, there's only two receivers I see as being first-rounders, and that's JSN and Zay Flowers. And then it's just a bunch see, of question marks. So I'm not big on Njigba because he's the worst out of the three that come out of Ohio State. And they talk about he's like, you know, got the, the route-running PhD. Me, personally, I'm not high on any receiver uh, first-round. That's why, that's why my favorites are – uh, Zay Flowers or Tank Dale, two guys that I think should be second round receivers, kind of like a, a Justin Jefferson, a AJ yeah. Brown, a Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Those are personally why I think those guys are second round I mean, picks instead of forcing that first round pick to say we, you know, took a guy. To me, in second round, I'm going O line just because that's I played it. My God, that's same. That's my that's my favorite position to watch. Yeah. Like. Give me, give me a left guard. Give me a center. Give me a guy who can do both. I don't care. And protect the quarterback because I don't want another Andrew Luck retiring at 30. Like, yeah, that's why I've also looked at the visits and one of my favorite players they've also, especially say if we get a C.J. Stroud because we talked about whoever we draft at quarterback is who we should kind of layer our picks after that as. Why, not a, De- why not a Dewan Jones out of Ohio State? Uh, the dude's an athletic eight, yeah. I think is it, do you do you not have him as a first round draft pick because I did I didn't have him in a second. I, he's I, my top tackle. I, he's I thought of, he would go first round. He's a hundred. The tackles are really good, and I think they're going to run. But he, I think he has a potential. This there's a potential where someone's going to fall. Just be, because here's the thing: there's so much talent at edge. There's talent at corner. There's talent at the other key positions that where teams are going to want to grab those. So you're going to see guys like this who fall into that second and third round just because the depth at other position at the other key positions that we talk about, they're going to take a priority. Now, crazy ass idea. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMarco absolutely loves this guy from Pitt. DeMarco, what's his name? Um, Kalaja Kansi. Kalaja Kansi. Bro's a freak. If he's there in the second round. Even though we don't need defensive line help, do you take him? Because I would like that. Like, I, I I'd mean, sell my left nut. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I get what that. you're saying because the comparisons they're easy to give is that he's got the potential he's to be. A, he's, he's next to be Aaron Donald because yeah. he's coming from the same school. He's a smaller size guy, but I just. I truly think we're going to bulk up the offense. I mean, our offense was abysmal. Our defense kept us in games, and I'm sorry, we got Buck and Grove that I just I can't see it to where they say, hey, we want to take, especially when we just took two defensive tackles in the last year's draft. And then we, picks. But then we signed, but we signed Taven Bryan as well in, right. in free agency. So our depth, there's just – you don't need six guys. I get why. I'm, uh, granted – I think it'd be stupid if Kalijah can't season in the second round. The t- yeah, there's there's just, a GM was, getting fired if that dude's. I was, I was just round. about to say. I just about to say. I'd cut one of those D tackles from next year within the quickness, and I'd take Kalijah can't I, yeah. I personally think he's an Aaron Donald 2.0. I personally, think I agree. Damn good. I mean, even though how much I like him, I still think I have guard and corner rated higher depending on who you draft, just like we mm-hmm. discussed. If you take Anthony Richardson, I'm going to go corner round two. If you take a C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, I'm taking a, a, a guard uh, at 35 personally. Um, so I do. It, it's tough to say exactly. But I, I'm going to have to pick up my wife here, guys, soon. So I'm going to have to get out of here. I hate that I got to do this as Jordan Davies <laughs> having out here for the first time. Um, but I'm going to have to get out of here soon, guys. Hey, so I'm, I'm going to send an invite to, to Jordan for our draft night episode. If he's available on Thursday night, since we're oh, going to go live, since we're gonna go live on Thursday, we're going to go ahead and invite Jordan since we didn't invite Jordan this 
today until later. It's hey, awesome. real, real quick, there was one name that you and DeMarco and Matt, you guys said, who I think could easily be available because of his knee injury. Andrew Voorhees, that is a – But is he worth the second-round pick? He's no, no, so, so no, no, he's no, 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 no. He, he's not worth a second anymore mm-hmm. just because of the injury and because, you you know, you, you know uh, Zach, you got to hook and pull at that guard position. Yeah, yeah. And so I think personally, I just think a fourth round, if he's there in the fifth, that is an absolute steal, and if you get this guy healthy, I mean, I think he can be up there with the Osiris Torrance. Uh, is he as good as my guy from TCU? Yes, he's better yeah. than Steve. Yeah. I'd put him over Steve Avila if he doesn't get hurt, and I think he's right up there with Torrance. And I'm a Gator guy, so if I got him right up there with Torrance, I'm telling you, I just think him, uh, it's Osiris Torrance, Schmitz from Minnesota, yeah. um, and, and, and Voorhees, I think. I, th- I think I, I just think maybe those guys are a little bit better in the run game, but I think pass blocking wise, I, I don't think you get much better than Voorhees. Yeah, the one thing Voorhees needs to work on is going straight up and blocking in the run game. That's about it. Yeah, for sure. That's about it. I think yeah. his pass his pass blocking is elite. Yeah, I just like I was trying to state during that mock draft, especially when you get in the fifth round, you're not really looking at who's a starter. You're looking at the guys. So we we're throwing out a Blackman and a Joseph because you are seriously looking at these guys. Who just been, the, their talent, the talent is so crazy that you got to take that risk because this is where these are the guys who could be the foundation. So if you got guys who have this talent and this production, but they're falling for some reason, you got to almost take the risk. That's where you can take the risk in the picks. But all right, guys, I'm going to get off here for the night. Yeah. Oh, I wish I didn't have to leave on this night because we've been in two hours, 30 minutes. <laughs> I think it's time for all of us to go. Say, but I got to go pick up my wife, man. It, I, if if y'all still on by the time I get back, I might hop back in. No, we're, about to, we're about to head out, man. We're all right, everybody, we'll see y'all for uh, draft Thursday night. Appreciate y'all. Go Colts. Go Colts. Hey, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get out of here since, you know, DeMarco's got to go. And we've definitely been on here for two and a half hours. We're going to go ahead and bring Jordan on on Thursday. Thursday, we're going to do a nice special for everybody. So while we're Yo, live, How long Thursday? Huh? Because, like, how long Thursday? Because I got to work Friday. I'm an old man. So hey, like, as long as you can stay on, man, because I got to work <laughs> Friday too, man. All right. what, what time are we thinking for Thursday? Are we going right, through the whole draft? or we I was right thinking before? right before the draft started. So right before the draft starts, you know, you come so, on that five, ten minutes, discuss a few things, and then – because what time does the draft start? Like eight hey, o'clock. I want to say, is it seven? I might be seven my time though. Where you at? Where you Iowa. At? Iowa, yeah. Yeah, I think is that it's central time? time. Yeah, yeah, I'm central. Time. Yeah, that's my time too. So yeah, we'll probably be on about six fifty, six fifty-five, maybe seven o'clock, right on the dot. We'll start right when oh, that perfect. first, that first, you know, Carolina goes on the clock. So oh, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll do that. And then we'll go as long as we can because I don't know if I'm gonna stay up till midnight while all these teams are freaking picking. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least to go till the Colts pick, and then how you know ever longer we want to go after that. Absolutely. So, but you're definitely invited. We'll definitely I have you on it. that night. I so. appreciate it. Appreciate you coming find on someone today. else. Hey, I pre- <laughs> huh? We're gonna get like more than just Jordan. We're gonna find you know ask Chad see if he wants to get on. If I can, I don't know if Streamyard will let me. I don't know. I thought you'd get like up to ten people on this. Back. I gotta see. I, I cut down the. I cut down that. All right. I cut that down. Nice. All right. I, mean, I, was, I was paying. I was paying money for that. Right. Oh, that's nuts. Okay. Heard that. But yeah, we'll. I'll go check and see how many people I can bring on, and then we'll see if we can bring Chad on too. All right. Cool.
yeah. all right cool all right guys i'll see you guys uh he is gonna my bad. I didn't mean to click that already. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys Thursday, man. Go Colts. See you Thursday. Go Colts. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown. Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snap.